This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. We are late, but we are live. <laughs> Monday. Man, I got up early today. I was all ready to go. And then we got power outages and people and fate and whatever coming to play. Brigade, we can't thank you enough for being with us, sticking with us, being a part of the chat and sticking through this 45-minute delay. Farrah's at his brother's house. That's how we're doing the show today. He had to get in his car and drive to his brother's house. So we appreciate the effort from Matt to get the show on the air today for you guys. Dave is wearing a beanie today. It's cold. Give you an idea of what it's like here in Las Vegas. 37 degrees today, Mr. Sherapan. How are you on this Monday? Everything's messed up. I mean, it's cold. The wind isn't really blowing too bad today, but um, I got, you know, little Consig Kendall is in the chat. She's home. She didn't feel good. Whatever started going around. Thursday. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's all happening. Um, I was doing my normal Monday. I was doing, I did three shows before this one and I'm getting a text. My power's out. I got no, we got to do this. We got to do, we're here. That's all that matters. The brigade is here. We started late. We got more people in the chat right now at the start of a show than we normally have. So the boys (laughs) and girls have been here talking, chatting you know, reconvening after a crazy Sunday, a crazy Saturday. So here's the problem, though. Tomorrow was the day we were supposed to be late. Why? Because tomorrow is the Taylor Swift ticket sale at 10 a.m. So I'll be on like a 1015 some uh, some roundabout time tomorrow. All right. So this is a dry run for tomorrow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's, so I was like, man, I was like, we're gonna be late Monday and Tuesday because I got the Taylor Swift text message, the pre-sale thing today, that my daughter's been my daughter asked me last night. She's like, You're gonna buy tickets hopefully tomorrow. I'm like, Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the we're gonna try. We're gonna try, try Maddie. Well, I mean, relax. Yeah. Well, here there are two shows in Vegas. I'm pretty confident I'm gonna get I'm gonna get tickets tomorrow. Now, where the tickets might be, that that's a question. But yeah. I'm gonna buy tickets to be in the building, and then if the, if they aren't great, I'll try to re I'll try to upgrade. I'll sell yeah. them. I'll try to move my way into a better right. seat. But on that before too, yeah. So like, I just need to get tickets into the place, knowing that we're gonna go and it's in March. And like, this is Madeline's first ever concert. She's been literally saying no to every other concert offer until this one. And there's two shows now here at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. So my sister's probably gonna fly in. It's a whole thing. It's it's gonna be quite quite oh, the experience. Man. So yeah. So tomorrow morning at 9.30, I got to get into this into this queue. I haven't done this in years. Like the last time I actually like hunted tickets like this, I can't tell you, maybe five years ago. How many are you putting ago? in for? I, I might buy six. I might buy them all. 
right. Buy six. I'm in for two. Okay. Yeah, I might buy Kendall six. just said, if I don't buy tickets, Dave better get tickets or else. That's what she just <laughs> typed right in the chat. My little okay. one's downstairs right now. It. So Dave better get tickets or yeah, else. So I, I'll, I'll take her. her yeah, I was just going to buy six because I need, I need three for sure. I may need four, yeah. but like – Madeline's like, I want to take a friend. So if you guys were coming with, we're good. So then yeah. it's we're That's we're funny. we're set on that. And then I don't know, should we bring one? I, I don't know whose parent. I'm trying to like like, would you let a parent take Kendall to a concert? Just one parent and those two. Depends who the parent is. If it's you, I don't, yes. Really? You would? I don't know if I would. Why? I, just because it's a concert, it's chaos. Like it's I'd be like, I'd come with you. So I figure I need four because another parent would. Well, that's fine too. With, like that's right? better. But like, yeah, I've, I did it. I was the parent that took the kids. Me and Jess were the parents that took the kids. Right. And it was because parents trusted us, but yeah. It means a lot to you. It says, it says a lot about you guys. Jess, parents. Would yeah. Be like I mean, they, listen, I took kids on road trips and they stayed with us and did, did you know, so I get it. But I get your point of view too, because Jess was like you a lot. I was always like, listen, let them go. It's okay. She's like, well, I'm not sure. And I'm like, oh, all right, maybe you're right. So you got to listen. Brigade, I just need some feedback. This is a beanie. It's an Eagles beanie. And I'm thinking of the BVB beanies. Do we need a tassel on top? What do you think, Pirot? Or do we just need the regular beanie without, with the BVB logo? Okay. Are we going traditional? Because traditional, you need a little pom-pom. That's Do you the need the pom-pom or no? I don't think you need the pom-pom. No. I don't but think it, so either. It does. If it's cheaper to go without, I say you go without. But if okay. it's the same price, I don't mind the beanie because you can do some fun things with the beanie. Okay. It stands out. To, it's like a beacon. Kind of bops around your head. With the pom-pom, walking. right. Yeah, when you bops around. And, you know, uh, that's, that's your traditional Northeast winter hat. Grew up with one of these on my head for every winter for like three months. It never yeah. came off. You couldn't go outside without it. Your mother wouldn't let you go outside without it. hundred percent. Mom, it's 48 today. Wear the hat. Oh, yeah. You're going to get sick. Cold mom, hair. I'm yeah. sweating under this thing, Mom. <laughs> Don't take it off. So, yeah. I mean, I think it would look phenomenal. I think people would, would be all about it if we started – who who's gonna make it? Because Lids does not make that hat, right? Listen, we got guys for everything. Oh, all right, right, I'm working on it. I was right. out, was out and about. I had no intentions. I seriously yesterday told the wife I was gonna be home and just hang out and watch a football. One call came, had to go meet a guy, turned into the rest of the day, and then a meal at Chickie and Pete's late school night. Little did I know. That school would not happen today for any of these kids. <laughs> and they're blaming it. And nobody's blaming it on Chickie and Peace, but we were out a little bit late for a school night. So they got a good meal. We met a guy who said, yeah, I can do beanies. What do you want to do? Oh, there we go. That's great. Just real fast before we get into the sports weekend, I just want to say that in on behalf of Dave and I and Farah on the show – I spent a year in Charlottesville and I spent a year on the campus of the university of Virginia. I was the voice of UVA women's basketball. That was my first paying professional job when I just got out of college and I have friends who still live in Charlottesville. I, I love the community. I really appreciated my time. I was too young and being just out of college, 
not wanting to really go back into a college environment. I didn't appreciate just how nice the part of the country that Charlottesville is and that campus in that town is incredible. And what happened late last night, early this morning, where three football players were shot and killed by a former UVA football player is horrific and heartbreaking. And we're going to find more information about what the hell happened there last night. But that's UVA canceled their game tonight with Northern Iowa. That game has been scrapped, rightfully so. I don't know how you play sports on campus for the next couple of days as people are going to grieve this. So just a really sad story involving three football players who needlessly lost their lives last night. And and I mean, I don't know how UVA is going to play the rest of the football season, to be quite honest, given with what just went on. So our, our thoughts and prayers and well wishes go out to everybody in that community that's been affected by that. That's just senseless. Doesn't even begin to describe that situation last night in Charlottesville. So it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I was, Again, I was busy doing shows, recapping the NFL and talking about the college football playoff, all of which we're going to do here. Yeah. And I see it come across and I'm like, what happened? So I read a brief story on it. And you and I spoke, you know, while we were getting set up and stuff, you kind of filled me in. I can't imagine being those parents getting that call. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine being those teammates. You know, hey, did you hear what happened last night? So-and-so's gone. What do you mean gone? What happened? I mean, we don't need these tragic reminders that life is precious and that you really don't know from day to day. You really don't know. And you have to be so careful about just everything anymore. I was at Penn State, I believe it was 1989. It was my sophomore year, I think it was. And uh, somebody started shooting people on Old Main's lawn. For no reason. They were in an apartment across the street and had a shotgun and started shooting people. Only two people, I mean, only two, two people died. A couple others got wounded. And I just remember thinking, oh my God. I mean, you know, your first thing is you call everybody you know. And at the time, there was no, you were, cell phones were in its infancy. So you had to be super loaded to even have a cell phone. So it was like, call on your campus phone. I remember calling a hundred people going, Hey, wow. are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? What happened? What happened? Were you, did you go to class today? Start to think Tuesdays. I'm not on that side of campus. Thank goodness. I wasn't over there, but like what's going on on that school campus with a lot of young people, let alone faculty stuff. Can't imagine. Just can't imagine. I mean, Virginia tech had their awful tragedy. Now it's at Virginia. It's just been, it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's sick and sad. So not to start the show off on a downer, but I just, I just, right. my, out of the way. You know, yeah, everything, all that came rushing back, Virginia, Charlottesville, downtown Charlottesville, the Wahoos and Mincers and all the oh. cool places that are, that are on campus and off campus. And, all the cobblestone streets and it's such a beautiful campus. It's Thomas Jefferson designed and it's Monticello and everything else that goes into that part of the country in Virginia. It's, I was, again, I was too young to fully appreciate it, but it's a really special part of the country and a really a great campus. And that, that just, that just stinks um, to transition and you can't transition softly from that to this, right, but right. That's, what, that's what we do. The bills lose another insane game. Wow. Last football season in the playoffs it was against the chiefs now it's at home against the vikings yeah i mean the vikings are nine and one uh 
Yeah. When do we start to believe in the Vikings? Let's transition over to this. Um, I, I've been saying it for two weeks now. I mean, I, I think they got the, I think they're seven and two against the spread. Mm-hmm. I think they're, I think they're eight and one. I think they had their bye week. I, eight one, eight sure. one. I think it's eight and one. Okay. Um, seven and two against the number. I've been against them four times, <laughs> four times. Cause I keep saying they're not as good as this. That They can't be this good. They can't cover this number. It worked. You're right. Eight one. Sorry. Apologize. Yeah, it worked last week. Um, in Washington, they didn't cover the number. They're getting th- at one point yesterday three and a half as high as seven. If that game falls in the middle, four, five, six, or even sides on seven, the books get annihilated. Annihilated. That was the story. That's the way it was going to fall. It was 27 23. It's done. Somehow they had a 27 10 lead. The Bills did. If the game tied, what's the outcome for the books? Actually, it's probably not bad because they don't got to right? pay no money line. They right. give it all back. So, so it's oh, probably they give it, not they, bad. Uh, wait, if you bet Vikings money line or Bills money line and the game ties, you don't lose your money? It's That's a tie. A, it's a it's refund? A, it's a money back, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was an L. I thought when the game was tied. Well, I'm sure there's some shorters books that graded as an L. I'd give you the money back. Nobody won. Nobody lost. Tied. Give the money back. Interesting. I yeah. thought that was. I think the East Coast books grade that as a loss. Well, I think you bet money. I think you bet money line and no one wins. You bet the team to win. Team didn't win. The team tied. So it's a loss. It's like a survivor pool. If you take a take a team to win and they tie, you're out. No book I ever worked that did that. If they do that now, man, that's another bad change for for the people. Yeah. That's not good. But yeah. did the game tell you more about the Vikings or more about Buffalo? I think I learned a lot about both teams. Right. I think I think I learned a lot about the guts and I mean, when Cook went for that 85, whatever it was, yard touchdown run, I went, they're asleep. The Bills are asleep. And we have seen this before where when when the sandcastle starts to collapse for the Buffalo Bills, they don't have the person that says, nope, not on my watch, not happening. And Josh. It's not Josh. He doesn't have it. Josh doesn't have it. That fumbled snap in the end zone showed me exactly where Josh Allen is. That's as pressure packed of a moment as you're going to have in the NFL. That is game on the line up against it. You're nervous. You're afraid because guys are going to dive at your legs. You're worried about all sorts of things and you forget about the football. That ball was right there. That snap was not bad. That ball was right into his hands. He just dropped it because he was thinking about 18 other things rather than getting the snap, which I understand, but that's, taking care of the football and knowing priorities as to what has to happen. And so things start to melt. And then he does the 35 second drive to get into a field goal range. I mean, that was incredible. That's what he is. <laughs> it's but then he throws incredible. three stupid picks, two picks in the end zone. He's a roller coaster ride, <sighs> much like the line pregame, which was he's not playing. It's three. He is playing. It's seven. He's not playing. It's three. He is playing. It's seven. 
it's just going like complete roller coaster ride. That's Josh Allen in a nutshell as to what he is. He is unstoppable running the football in a two minute drill. He's unstoppable. It's, the person who stops him is him. Josh Allen's the best defense against Josh Allen. You, you saw it at one point. One of the books put up five. Said, "Listen, we don't know shit. You don't know shit. Here's five. What are you going to do? We're taking. Oh wow. Okay, we'll go to four and a half. Oh, we're laying. Boom. All right, they're laying again. Boom. Go to six. The line movement history on that yesterday was fascinating, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god." Just leave it one number and let them everybody bet it. I just said, just leave it at four or four and a half, and whatever happens, happens at this point, you know. And then as soon as he's playing, you know he's playing, whether it's 10 minutes before, whatever it is, just go back to the original number six or six and a half and see what the hell happens. But I, I know they were they were exposed on every number. Every just watching a line history. Three, four, three's what it is, four, five, six disaster you're paying everybody there's laying there's taking there's all of it um and i was with some guys that i really respect that do this every day betting and stuff sunday at the westgate they're screaming snap the ball out of the end zone take a safety when it when cousins doesn't get in just take send the punter back there snap him the ball have him run sideways Take eight seconds off the clock and then step out of the end zone. Give them two points, kick it away, and force them to have to cousins to have to get them in field goal range to win at that point. You're up four. That's like, why they didn't do it. McDermott didn't trust the defense to do it. So instead, okay, that's fine. Josh, catch the snap and fall forward. They're out of timeouts. They're out of timeouts. The game is over. All you have to do is catch the snap. And fall forward. Why it's didn't time. they put him in shotgun? Now, I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. and Everyone's like, I've never seen this. You have a quarterback who never takes the snap under center. He doesn't do it. So when he doesn't do it all that often in that pressure packed moment, something bad can happen. Give him a shot at running out of the end zone. Because if the worst case situation is what you just mentioned, the worst case scenario is, okay, Josh Allen gets sacked safety or Josh Allen is 260 pounds and rips through the line, gets to the three yard line and you've got breathing room and you let the clock run clock, run clock, run. I, I, I don't for the life of me, this is why Sean McDermott bothers me. This is what I've always been worried about him because he had moments in the game against the chiefs and moments in the game here where I think the game goes too fast for him mm. and he can't just slow it down and say, okay, Let's play out every scenario here. What happens if X, Y, Z? What's the worst case situation? The worst case situation is we fumble the snap and it's recovered by the Vikings for a touchdown. All right, so how do we stop that from happening? Well, you can snap the ball out of the end zone. Well, then they could go, Josh, if I give you a running head start, do you think you can get the corner? Yeah, let me, let me try it. All right, let's see. And then see what happens. Now you could say Josh could fumble the football in the end zone and then they recover. Then I understand that. Then back to your point, snap it out of the end zone and there's no chance for getting a touchdown zero. So there's all these different scenarios. I was on the bills. Uh, I teased it down to a half a point, right? So I just need money line. So I was totally fine. Snap it out of the end zone, run the clock out bills. win. I'm good. I had a good day yesterday. We had a great day yesterday if, it, if the Bills didn't blow that. Right. So 
I'm with them on that point. That would have been beautiful to go ahead and do that. But just from a basic strategic standpoint, they're right. It doesn't make any sense why they stopped that football. Three and a half looked pretty good when they were up 27 to 10. You know, the contest line was three and a half. I thought we're in. That's perfect. Just end it. You know, I just, there's no, there's no explanation. I mean, it's a bad game. It's a bad result. It certainly brings the Dolphins back in. It's a bad throw in the end zone as well. Well, then, then, I mean, overtime happens. Okay. You get a gift. The guy hits the goalpost on the extra point, And then you drive down, like you said, tie the game. You hold Minnesota, who are just carving up your defense all the way down the field. You hold them to a field goal. You're three and a half minutes. Josh is going to go down and score a touchdown. There's no doubt he's going to go down and score a touchdown. Boom, 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 boom. We're down there. Throws that pass inexplicably to right to Patrick Peters. Didn't never saw him. He never Game saw over. Him. I don't know how you make that throw. I mean, but he made three throws like that. Another one in the end zone. Josh just doesn't see people. Like he just doesn't, he doesn't read the field well. He gets locked in on one guy and he got he says, I have a cannon. I'm going to throw it through the guy if I have to. And four turnovers, three by Josh Allen, four turnovers, three in the fourth quarter or in the over or in overtime. Like that's just at home. That's unacceptable. That, that just can't happen. How good is Justin Jefferson, by the way? Well, the catch, I mean, given the time, the score on the road, fourth and 18. Was it fourth and 28 or fourth and 18? Fourth and 18. Fourth and 18. To go up and make that catch, to rip it away from the defender in that way, that was better than Odo Beckham Jr.'s touchdown catch to me. And up to that point, that was the best catch I've ever seen in my life. Was bet what was OBJ's leaning back over the right. that touchdown was the best catch I've ever seen in my life. That was the best catch I've ever seen in my life last night. That was so one, it was so clutch. But two, he was so good the whole game. Like, talk about knowing where the ball's going. Mm. Now they can run the ball, so they can kind of keep, you know, some people off of them or prevent them from being tripled. But even then, like he went up and snatched that ball out. That that looked like it was a dead duck. Game when, over. Oh, up in the air. I was like, okay. That's up it. in the air, just knock it down. I mean, I used to I love watching NFL primetime when Berman and Tom Jackson used to do it. We used to yell it every week. This goes back to when I was a kid. But then when I was in Curacao, me and my now brother-in-law Smoke, I'd be like, hey. He'd go, hey, Tommy, what's he going to What's he got to do? And I go, knock it down. We used to just say it. When that ball went up, I said, knock it down. And he caught it. And it was like. I think he tried. I I, I think the DB actually did try to knock it down. He tried to grab it. He didn't try to knock it down. He tried to grab it. The post game with that kid, the DB, he was in tears practically going. That was a selfish play. I'm supposed to knock it down. I tried to grab it. It's unacceptable. It won't happen ever again. He looked like he was in tears. I mean, that was the game. It's impossible. It was, uh, I watched the catch, I don't know, 50 times between yesterday and today. I've watched it over and over and go, how exactly did he get that? He just went out, out jumped him and out ripped it out of his hands. If they win it all, that play becomes immortalized in whoa, the tree. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just Wait, saying, Vikings if the Vikings it all, whoa, if whoa. the Vikings, whoa. I said if I F if not. I know, win, but we if. got people in the chat from Minnesota. They love this team. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button while if you're here. The Vikings win it all. They're not winning it all. 
Okay, so, but if they were to, oh my they're, gosh, they're eight and one. If they oh, were to, they're going to oh. have home field throughout the whole playoffs. Okay, you got to go oh. through Minneapolis to get to you know to Arizona. They might have home field throughout. What if they do? They can they're get to the to. Super Bowl. They're going to. Not, not if they're going to have. They, I, I believe. Oh, I mean, the Eagles. The Eagles are oh, again. Oh, 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 oh. I still. I still think we see. Oh, 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 what? It's uh, just. I'm just saying. I think. I, I think. I think the Vikings are going to wind up with two or three losses, and I think the Eagles could wind up with two or three or four losses. We'll see. But they could lose tonight. Eagles might lose tonight, by the way. But the lose outright tonight. They might. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so the Vikings. I mean, that becomes a trophy. That becomes a statue outside the stadium. If that. If they were. If they win their first Super Bowl ever, that's the play. That's the T-shirt. That's the hat. That's the everything. Want the guy get a statue? He just made a catch. That's what he's supposed to do. Come on. OBJ has a whole brand designed entirely around that catch. Stuff happens fast. And OBJ is not even in the league right now. <laughs> so Jefferson OBJ is. OBJ was getting paid into crypto, too. He probably he owes. Oh, yeah. can, the, can the Vikings beat the Eagles? Yes, the Vikings can beat the Eagles. I do think they can. Yes. Would we want to see? We're, no, we're probably going to see, you know, different rematches in the playoff and the college and all the other stuff. Would you want to see Vikings Bills Super Bowl after that no. game yesterday? Bills aren't going to the Super Bowl. Breaking news. What are you talking about? Bills aren't. And, and Bills, Chiefs are beating the Bills. He's at Sports Talk, Matt. On the <laughs> Just telling you. show is at Boston. Chiefs aren't, beating, Chiefs aren't beating the Bills. I, I mean, again, I, you've heard it right look, here first. I was, right, I, was right many, I was right for many, 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 many years until I was wrong about Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. I'm going to be right about Josh Allen for a long time until Josh Allen one day wins a championship. He will one day win a championship. I do believe at, at some point he will win it. It may not be in Buffalo, but at some point Josh Allen will win. But, dude, he ain't it. Oh, what? Oh. Okay. Oh, God. to beat Mahomes. This thing glasses are in the era of Patrick Mahomes. In the in, in the era of Tom Brady, to doing? win a Super Bowl, you can't do what Josh Allen did yesterday at home. You can't do that. But he did it in week ten. Yep, it's all part of the growth process. What if he doesn't do it in a playoff? He will do it in the playoffs. We've oh. seen it. We've seen is it. it. That, is it in the Biff Almanac thing? No, but we've seen it before. It's what happens with this guy. He is feast or famine. He's incredible. He's a literally a bulldozer when he's running the football. Did he so look we, hurt to you? No, not at all. But you know what, though? <laughs> drug, but drugs are, I mean, Ned <laughs> shot up. What do you mean? What a drug. That breaking news, guys take painkillers to play football? That's, no, they don't. I mean, they, obviously yes, they, they do. do. You heard, did you see Derek Carr's post game? Uh, we'll get to them in a second we'll today. Yeah, sorry. I think it was numb. He couldn't feel his elbow. He shot that thing up. He was he was whipping it around like it was nothing. Fastballs. He didn't even hesitate running guys over. Like he he went down one time to slide, like to not get hit. He otherwise he still put his shoulder down. He took hits. Guys, are, I, I, I love this line from Jordan, who is a the Bills fan. The dude was practically perfect in the playoffs last year. Practically. I love that. <laughs> they didn't make the AFC title game last year, guys. <laughs> so look, for all you Bills love, seconds. That they didn't even get to the playoff. Seconds. They didn't even get to the AFC championship game. So let's like tap our brakes here. The franchise has never won the Super Bowl. Okay. They've never won it. 
Until further notice, the Bills are still the Bills. KC didn't how much make the Super Bowl either last year, by the way. Sorry, what? KC didn't make the Super Bowl either last year. You know that, right? Sure, but KC has won the Super Bowl multiple times in their with Mahomes, but in their franchise history, they've they won have. the Super Bowl. They have. The Bills have never. They have not. So until further notice, the Bills are still the Bills. The Bills are still the Bills. Boy, what a tough weekend for Buffalo. That was just a tough look. Here's my power ranking right now. The Dolphins are above the Bills. Dolphins are above the Bills in the AFC? Yes. Wow. The Dolphins are coming in, in hot. In Stevie I mean, we're Mac, coming in I, late, but we're coming in hot. Here he in, goes, people. And Stevie Mac, I did read your, your quote about Jeff Wilson being the key, trying to say that that's not the key. Jeff Wilson knows the offense and the Bills can run. Sorry, the Dolphins can run the football on anyone now. So I don't care how many yards Jeff Wilson has had. He they knows the system. He was unbelievable yesterday. They did look good. The Bills can run the, sorry, the Dolphins can run the, the ball. And if you can run the ball on the Bills, you can beat the Bills. And they can run the football. They've already run beaten the them once. On the Bills, you can beat the Bills 100%. And the Dolphins can run the ball now. They were up 27 to 10. And the Vikings kept running the ball. They didn't even panic. Cook. Sure. Cook got that long one breakthrough. Now we're live. Yeah. The Bills can't run a ball and sustain a drive and take time off the clock. They give it back. They keep giving it back. You better score. The Bills got to score. They, they should take the Dolphins' approach. We're not done scoring until we get 40. Yeah, fair. I mean, it, what, what's the foot off the gas for or the inability to move the ball at 27? 27 wasn't enough. It's never enough. They weren't running the ball, Stevie. He's, he says Mostert was cooking people. Now Mostert was not. He's a receiver out of the backfield. Okay, and now you have both guys. But Jeff Wilson coming in. Look at the look at the numbers Jeff Wilson put up yesterday. Okay, Th- this is a huge addition for this offense, and he's going to be the bell cow back. Jeff Wilson's going to be the guy that gets the majority of the carries for the, the rest of the way for the Dolphins. For the Absolutely, Dolphins. Right. Mike McDaniel's knows him, trusts him. That's why they went and got him. Uh, I, Tua is, we'll get to Tua in a second, but my gosh, Tua is playing really, really well. Um, okay, so Belichick brought this up yesterday or this morning in his press conference, and it's about the Gabe Davis catch inside of two minutes that wasn't stopped. That one the, on the sideline? Yep. The NFL has come out. It came out late last night during Sunday Night Football and basically apologized to the Vikings saying, we blew the call. It should have been stopped. How about how about stop them with the apologies? Like this does that make anybody feel any better? It doesn't. But they acknowledge that the game should have been stopped because it was not a catch on the sidelines. So getting into field goal range may not have happened for the Bills. The game may have never gone to overtime because that Gabe Davis catch was not reviewed. Belichick believes the coaches' challenges should exist in two minutes. Do you agree? I want to get the fucking call right, whatever way. We have to make it so we get the call right. Whether the coach has got to do it, the booth got to do it, somebody in New York got to do it. Let me do it from home. I don't care. You can't have the call happen a certain way that's wrong and then the game be decided and then tell me later that night or the next morning, hey, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. We, we should have done sorry. it. Sorry. The Canadians. Sorry. Sorry. We, sorry. We, you know. We, we probably should have stopped the game. we got to figure something out. We're going to work on it. But, you know, good luck this week. 
I mean, what what the hell is going on? You realize how much is at stake for these guys and these teams and these city, all this stuff. Get it right. They don't care. So what's the hesitation in allowing them to do it? Extending the end of the game? Yeah, like, they they don't want the slowdown to happen for a meaningless challenge and or to give their defense a rest. Coaches will definitely use it to their advantage. They so will that's challenge why. plays that really if you're going fast, right? Bang, 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 bang. Right. And you have a play on the sidelines, it's a meaningless, you have a challenge, you, you can't take it with you. So you just throw the flag to slow the game down to give your defense a rest. That's always been the worry. And and that's a fair compromise. I mean, I get that. That makes sense because the coaches will take every advantage of every rule that they yeah. can. That's why Belichick wants it. <laughs> of course. That's why he wants the ability to do it. But you if you're on a fourth and one, right? right. If, it, if it's a fourth and one from the two yard line, right? Or, in a, you know, our fourth and goal from the two yard line game on the line, your defense has been just ran through for 90 yards. They're huffing and puffing. And you're like, yeah, um, let's review that spot, please. <laughs> the challenge flag to get the defensive line, right? You know, an extra two minutes of a breather. That's why. I mean, I, but I'm with Belichick and the point that, like, if they aren't going to stop the game for a call that clearly should have been looked at, that's on New York because who knows what New York was doing? Like, <laughs> what game were they watching? Yep, that's a catch. Go on. Like, it's, everyone's paying attention to that game. The whole country is watching Vikings bills and that drive. So don't slow. Look at the dog. The dog at that. to make its debut. Charlie That's, say hello. Wow. Charlie's gotten big. Charlie's gotten. Yeah. I love the eyes on that breed of dog are so cute. I oh, love their eyes. Oh, right. what's going dog. on? Dog's cold. I don't know. I'm not in charge of dressing the dog. I don't even know how to get the sweater on. They asked me the other day, can you take, I'm like, why is the dog wearing a sweater? I don't understand it. Dog days. Look, look at that. Hey, <laughs> Farrah has no sound, but he popped in there. All right. There you go. Good job, That's producer phenomenal. Kendall. Thank you. That's great. She popped in to bring the dog up. That's phenomenal. Talking about go. underdogs. She said, bring the dog up. There we go. Didn't even know that was coming. Um, the challenge thing is it, it has to be worked up. It has to be worked up. Not going to be. Know. Not now. Be <laughs> no, we, we can't we do it in midstream in the middle of a season. Well, that's only when it benefits teams playing the Patriots, but that's a different story. You know, <laughs> it's just, they, they, they only change midstream when it hurts New England. Then they'll change it up like tomorrow, and there's no questions. What is a catch? What's not a catch? Oh, for the Super Bowl, it's change what a catch oh. is. That's fine. We can do that. Man, oh, man. So, Jeff Saturday won on Sunday to go along with your joke. Damn right he did. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, are what? things bad here in Vegas. Oh my gosh. Fans oh my gosh. are done with Josh McDaniels. Fans are done. What the hell's going on in that locker room? Derek Carr started almost crying. He was so upset after the game. The sound bite was moving because you know the guy cares, but he's in a room with guys that don't care. According he to Devontae Adams, that's exactly what Devontae Adams said. Guys aren't buying in. Guys aren't deciding. Like, these are players, not Derek Carr so much, but Devontae has seen the best of the best. He understands what it means to be on a championship caliber football team. And he's looking around the locker room and he's like, nah, guys, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. And they're two and seven. 
And I mean, you lose to a 30 year old play caller. It was predictable. We talked about it on Friday. We took it in the contest in the Westgate reboot. We took it because you could see it that the Colts were going to win that game. Like the Raiders are broken. If for no other reason they were going to cover the spread. Right. There's, There's no, there's just certain situations where I'd be one of the guys standing up in a room going three only because they're at home. They're not even as good as this other team. What are you talking about? He's going to go to Ryan. He's a hundred percent. That's a, of all the moves that Saturday made. That was putting your, 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 you know, what's on the table and going guys, Sam, I love you, man, but I got a hall of fame quarterback here. Sit the hell down, Ryan, get your damn helmet on. We're going to go play football. Let's go. That's it. Like, listen, we're, we go, we, we're, we're going to Ryan. What I couldn't believe the line was as high as it was when it came out. I said, this can't be. It doesn't matter. The Colts are terrible, but the Raiders are just as bad. That game is a line. The Colts three. were a Super Bowl pick going into the year on, on their roster with Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan. They were supposed to be halfway decent. Yeah. Well, they weren't supposed to be this people, bad. The Raiders were supposed to be decent too. For right. a lot of people were on them and talked about them being competitive and all this other stuff. Me? It's fine. But you, you, when you're watching the games and you're seeing, like, I mean, the Waller thing, and then when, you know, we were on the show and you literally Renfro. said Hunter Renfro's not playing, it's like four man, weeks, guys, not one week, four. I'm not, guys are making business decisions right now, like, hey, man, this ain't it. This is definitely not it. And tanking? <sighs> the lack, yes. the, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, it I looks that way. So what they do, here's what they're going to do. And, and I feel horrible for Derek Carr. This is what they're going to do. They're going to tank. They're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to let Carr play one more year. And then he's out. And that's how you keep Josh for three more years. If they draft, somebody just said, OTG bets just dropped in and said Raiders would pick second. Yes. If the season ended today. Right. So I think the goal so is they to go be get one of the quarterbacks. Top five pick, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. You bring him in. And don't play him. Well, you play him like you do what the Patriots did, or you do what Pittsburgh did. You intend you play they Derek get a competition. You say, hey, Derek Carr, you're our guy for right now. Go ahead. And you keep him on the roster because Derek Carr's owed a lot of money. You try to trade him if nobody takes him. Then you figure out, okay, Derek, you're a quarterback. You let the guy sit for a year. Josh grooms him for a year, and then he's gone. And it's they aren't going to fire Josh. In, in year one, Josh should be fired. He's lost the team. But they've had so much turmoil, so many players who have been drafted and released. Like, they got to tear it down now. Like, if you are committed to Josh McDaniels, you have to tear it. You, you start where you keep Jacobs, you keep Devontae. You got to re-sign Jacobs if you want to. He, he may walk. You gave Waller an extension. You got to build the offensive line and you got to fix the defense. You got Max Crosby and, and a that's couple a lot of, the of shit you just said there. That oh, was yeah. A lot. That's a big checklist. They're in deep trouble. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, this was the year because Jacobs is in a contract year. Adams comes over year one. Waller wasn't a contract year, no longer. Renfro is a weapon. You've got pieces to play with, but the offensive line's been a big problem. The defense can't stop anybody. And the offense under Josh has regressed from last year. 
It was a better offense last year without, without Adams than with Adams. Waller has been neutralized for whatever reason. Could be a million reasons why, but Darren Waller has not been the weapon that he was last year. I can't believe it's such a drop-off. I mean, they had Rich Basaccia thrown literally into the deep end. Hey, man, um, you got some other stuff going on with this guy. you got to be the coach. Uh, we ain't getting you no help. Good luck. It shows you, though, like the, the, the juxtaposition of Jeff Saturday to Josh McDaniels, I think, is really – something that Brandon Marshall highlighted on Friday morning on the FanDuel TV network with Kay Adams, in which he basically said, Josh McDaniels cannot lead anyone. Nobody wants to follow him. Nobody wants to listen to him. That Josh is an offensive guy, but he's not a leader. Nobody wants to be around him. Nobody wants to get on, on his ship. And so he's always had Belichick or someone of that nature to basically couch the way he has been. So he can be a prickly guy. He can be sort of just, you know, I'm right. I'm right. I'm an offensive guy without having any real background or backup to, you know, justify the opinion because you had bill and bill would come in and say, Josh likes it. Do it. I like it too. Do it. And so people guys would say, all right, Belichick, Belichick likes it. Now he doesn't have that. Everyone's like, you're only here because you coached Brady. Like you, 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 you shouldn't be here. Like, well, you're, you're not a, you're not. And then Jeff Saturday runs in, look at the way the Colts played in the first quarter of that football game. Look at that. Look at how they were flying around the football. energy could be energy out the wazoo flying. They came out with their hair on fire, their defensive line, their, their offensive line. They're firing off the ball. I mean, this is Jeff Saturday. And he wins the game outright. Now, will it work long-term? Who knows? But the watching the Raider players and the Colts players, I was like, Brandon Marshall's right. Like, that, that, that's true. There was just no, your back's against the wall. You find out who you are in that foxhole. And what we've learned, Raider players want out. They, they want to get out of that foxhole. They don't want to be in there with Josh. Yeah. Um, whew. Want to burn it all to the ground? I don't know. I don't. I, you can't. The only way you keep them is by burning it all to the ground. You have. You have no choice. If you don't tank and you don't get a quarterback to come in, the only thing you can say to the fan base is you have to give Josh time with this new quarterback. That's it. That's the only thing you can do. Or you show him the door. He signed a five-year deal. A lot of money just to let it walk out the door after one year. I don't know. I don't know for for performance, not for like being a guy that was, you know, accused of doing something really wrong. Right? Like, yeah. No. I mean, just based on performance, I don't think they're going to fire him. I think they're going to let him go for at least two. It's years. hard to fire a guy after one year. Yeah. I mean, it's no matter how hard. bad it is, you know. Right. I'm but implementing like, my system. It's I haven't worked with Derek. I haven't worked with Devonte. Like. I just think they got to show me that they can fight. That's my thing. I don't need, I don't need, they can lose the rest of the games. You got to show some fight and they haven't shown any of it. Building must be a mess. Oh, it just doesn't feel like it all. Like, I mean, and we had Adam on and Adam was talking about how it is hard to get players to talk. Nobody's going to say anything. No. I mean, although cars post game was 
was very telling. And when he was talking about what you have to put in your body to, to just practice and a commitment level. And he said, he literally went like this and said, I'm so pissed off because I don't feel like everybody's doing it. What did he just say out loud? He said the quiet part out loud. That commitment level is not the same from everybody in this room. And it pisses him off. Him and Josh seemed him, him, watching that showed me that him and Josh seemed tight. Like him, like he, it seems, it seems like him and Josh have a good relationship, which is what you would expect from McDaniels giving his quarterback, you know, quarterback head coaching relationship or OC relationship in the past. But you wonder, does Josh have that same connection with other players? Does he spend the same amount of time? Does he show the same commitment? What's the line you always say? Players don't care until you show them you care. Hey, yeah, kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, that's what that was Barry so Bryant's. I, I wonder how much. Desk. I wonder how much of that's going on right now with Josh. Did, Sebastian Anthony just came in and said fourteen hundred a ticket to see Taylor Swift at MetLife Stadium. That's some damn expensive daddy daughter time. Fourteen hundred. That's ticket. not what. No, no. I mean, Taylor is. If if you're in the pre-sale tomorrow morning. That's the resale market they're expecting. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Man, if you, man. if the tomorrow, the, 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 the cheapest ticket in the place is $49. The most expensive ticket in the place is $4.99. Okay. So ballpark 200 bucks a ticket is what I've, is, is what I'm doing. Mm. Two to two to 300 bucks is what I'm looking to probably wind up spending on this. And we'll see what the, how it all shakes out or where it is, right. what the tickets are, but there's two shows in Nevada. The, the resale value for Vegas, I think it's going to be ridiculous because the books are going to, the properties are going to buy it up and make packages. There's a package right now for the F one that resorts world put out this morning. It's a million dollars. Did you see that nonsense? What it's a million dollars to go watch a race. Like come off of it, man. You, man. I'm renting a house up. Million dollars to watch a, a, a road race. I'm going to rent a house out. I'm going to provide ground transportation in the sheriff van to and from smart full package. Haven't been priced out yet. We're going to, we're going to see. Yeah, we Listen, it. I'll get a couple bottles of Dom. If it'll add 10, 10 X to the price, you get a bottle of Dom every day. No Yippee. problem. Three liter bottle of Dom and caviar. When you land, there's <laughs> <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> oh, I got to pay a million for that. Really? Like, Whoa. You guys are, I don't know, people are out of, out of control on that. Yeah, so I won't be paying 1400 so put that way. But the resale, I mean, it's why I'm going to buy six tickets. I'll give them to you, obviously, for face value. But, like, I was going to buy six because, like, you know, if I can get a sell two of them or whatever, right. I can sell two of them and we all can go for free. So, <laughs> that, maybe, I that probably, on, maybe I should try to buy six, too, and we'll just start, start to... Well, you, the, so here's, so one, you had to register. You can do, still do it today for the pre-sale tomorrow, right, but... Right. Um, you have to be selected for the pre-sale. I was selected for the pre-sale and I bought, they bumped me up in the queue because oh. I bought the album on vinyl. Oh, I, okay. I pre, okay. I pre-sale bought the album uh, for, for Madeline. I bought her the new album on vinyl. And so because I did that, they bumped me up on the queue as well. So like, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow when we get into the queue, but like I go in at nine 30 tomorrow and essentially it's just like, you just sit there and you're ready to go <laughs> and your number pops up and it says, go ahead. And you have eight minutes to buy the tickets to, to look around and to buy, to, to buy the tickets. 
ladies and gentlemen, we'll be starting this show whenever <laughs> it's time tomorrow. We're yes. not going to be on FYI. time tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> if, if this thing bumps him up, he has an eight-minute window. The start of the show will be delayed yes. until those eight minutes. I know, I know the two completely. sections I want tickets in. So we'll see if I can pull it off. If I can pull it off, I'll be ecstatic. Okay. I've, I've already very, very much researched this and look into like where I want to be and the sight lines that we want. And because yeah. our, our, our dollars are too little to be, the floor has seats. There's no pit, which is where I saw it. When I saw Taylor. We'll need to be row. on the floor. Right. So we'll be a little bit off the floor. Yep. That's where I want us to be. See everything. Seats. See everything. Comfortable. Yes. They can sit and dance if they want to stand up. That's fine. We're not going to be on the floor trying to hold them up, see stuff. I want no part of that. Right. Kids are too little. So that's my, after going to the game, to the Raider game against the Patriots, I realized just they've done a really good job with that stadium for sight lines. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Oh, we were there Friday. It was phenomenal. It's really hard to get a bad seat in that place. And, you know, it's, as long as you're somewhat on like the 50, you know, the 30 yard lines, whether it be football or a concert, you're pretty much okay. We, I, I, I went over and we sat with the Stott family uh, after halftime. Yeah. And they were sitting in a corner of the end zone. It was fantastic. It was almost yeah. better than where we were. We were like on a 40. Yeah. But that the sight lines are great. And I was under a little bit. So I didn't have that bright lights. I mean, wait till you be there for a night game with those lights. So oh, I've, yeah, I've only been there for terrible. I needed sunglasses inside. Really? Oh, it's beyond. I don't know how at night games you look up in the. Well, my daughter had a good point. All the lights were on the side, so the players are looking. There's nothing at the ends of the stadium, so they don't look uh, into the lights too often. Okay. But the sidelines, like, are so bright. I had to keep pulling my hat down because you know under these lights enough, yeah. you start to get that headache, and you need. I, I was like, I kept saying to Jess, I think I need sunglasses. <laughs> He's like, would you stop? You're inside. I'm like, I can't see. Stevie pa- Mac's going to drive, actually. Or maybe we'll have Stevie Mac, capital M, capital K, provide security. We'll do a brigade package for the F1 race. Oh, okay. There we'll have go. security. Oh, yeah. we'll, have, we'll have ground transportation. Me and you can provide tours and entertainment shows and all this stuff. It's 25 dimes a day. That's all. I don't know. That's all it'll cost you. (laughs) Packers snap their losing streak. Mike McCarthy goes back to Lambeau field and does the almost typical Mike McCarthy thing of overthinking it. Would you have kicked a field goal? If you were Mike McCarthy in overtime, 53 yarder into the wind. I don't know. I don't, I I, I, I don't want to kick it and miss because then I got to hear all that shit. So it's not your, but it's way of passing the buck in a way. I didn't have a problem with going for it, to be quite honest. I did I, not either, but I think like, everyone's killing them. I think, I think all the Packer fans are laughing at him because they're like typical Mike McCarthy. It's like, I don't know, man, 53 into the wind. If you miss it, you're given really good over. field position and I'm paying game Dak over. and I'm paying Dak a lot of money. Like, listen, man, the game wasn't lost before it was lost before it was 28 to 14. Yeah. They didn't stop them, and they ran and ran and ran. And this vaunted Dallas defense up fourteen points. I don't know if it's one hundred percent factual, but I heard Rex Ryan say that the Cowboys were one hundred and eighty-five and zero as a team when they're leading in the fourth quarter by fourteen points. It's the first lead they've blown. 
Wow. I mean, that went deep. I was like 185 and oh, that's a long time. How many times have been leading by 14 in the fourth quarter? It's a lot. And they blow the game. It's hard to blow it. Yeah. Just get three first downs. Again, in the fourth quarter, up 14, all you got to do at one point is get three first downs. You take six minutes off the clock. Right. Minimum five. It's, it's, it's a third of the quarter. There's not enough time. And then if you score any points at that point, at 28, if you get a field goal at any point, you're winning. Uh, just Green Bay's not dead yet. They got to find a way to get in the playoffs. They ain't winning. I mean, they can't even come close to winning a division. No, but you saw the relief, though. You saw that big <laughs> exhale <laughs> from LaFleur. I mean, Rodgers was barking at LaFleur in a way that we've never seen that. When it came to that that fourth down play where they threw the ball instead of running the ball, he was hot. Run the damn football, he said to his head coach. Well, I mean, Oof. again, when I was little, the quarterbacks called all their own plays. Literally called all their own plays. At that point, I'm telling him, send in a play in, but if you see something different, just do it. I'll back you. That's fine. He was pissed. The floor is younger than his head, the younger than his quarterback. That'll never fly. LaFleur will never let Rodgers. I guarantee that was a, in the beginning part of their relationship. I bet Rodgers was like that. And I bet that had to become some meeting of the minds of like, hey, when I tell you to run a play, run a play. I'm the head coach. <sighs> I. It's so funny because we had this discussion even on a lesser scale, like coaching the kids. When I started calling the pitches full time, the kids were afraid to shake me off. And I finally had to tell them, look, you're the one throwing the pitch. If I call curveball and you know your curveball is not going to work, but you're going to throw it anyway, and a girl's going to hit it 300 over the fence, and then you're going to blame me for calling it, shake me off. Throw what pitch you want. Make sure to catch her nose and just throw it. I'm good with that. I understand. Listen, you may not always get it right. I certainly won't always get it right. I think you have to tr- – I mean, Aaron Rodgers says, is there a trust factor to coach? If he – coach says, I call play, you got to listen You got to listen to what I say. You think that actually happened? Why did Rodgers yell at him, run the damn ball? He called a, he called a play-action pass. I guess there's, a, there's times, I guess, where, yeah, all right, I'll run what you said. And then afterward, you know, Rogers is going to bark like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Rogers can do that. I don't, I don't because if, if Rogers wanted to run the football, he would have checked to a run. Instead, he came off the field and said, run the damn football. <laughs> I mean, I, I love, I mean, that's competitive. I, I, I used to do that with teammates. I used to do that with coaches. I, I that, that you're trying to win a game. We got to, the sense of urgency was turned up for the Packers in that game. Was it not? For the Packers, it was the a whole must. game. It was a must. I mean, as shit as they looked against the Lions last week, they looked like a playoff team last night. Sure, that running the running the ball in particular, pounding the foot, pounding the rod. They were right. They were running all over that Dallas defense. That and was nine finally caught all the passes. Oh man, that kid had an unbelievable game. Caught all the passes. And three touchdown catches. His mom was doing radio interviews this morning in, in, in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, what the hell clicked? Like, he 
that dime that Rogers dropped oh. on Rachel was just one of the like those passes are so pretty, right? And he caught it. Whereas in the weeks before, he dropped that pass. So now the God work forbid they all start getting on the same page. They believe Rogers believes in them. I can't wait to see him on Pat tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait because he's been saying this. Just going to be fun. Yeah. You know, like what was supposed to happen for them weeks ago finally did. Are they going to make the playoffs? No. Too far, too far, too far behind. By the way, you're asking about the top button, Sebastian. If I have it unbuttoned, it's really like it's too, it's Whoa, too much. It's, it's too much. much right there. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. so that's, so that's why that, that's yeah. why I do the top button. Cause it looks cleaner. It looks right. more, looks nicer. So that's the point. That's why he's right. asking. This is a very Steph Curry esque look. I'll give you that. Yes. It's very, um, to it do ain't bad. no, it's, yeah. Uh, who says Lee Sterling, friend of the program, friend of mine for a long time. His daughter saw me doing videos once with my top button, maybe this shirt. And she's like, tell your friend, Matt, he looks too old by doing that. He needs to unbutton it. I was like, that's all the kids are doing now though. The kids are doing all the top button. This is trying to look a little younger. And she was like, nah, nah, nah. It makes him look too old. I was like, oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Christian Watson is number nine's name. Yeah. Watson had a hell of a game. He was unbelievable. He was so great. Tua. To win the MVP is plus 550 in the fourth choice at FanDuel. Can't get no votes. How is this possible? Can't get no votes. He's got a passing percentage we haven't seen in like 40 years. Like he's on a different level. Like what, what are no we doing? His like stats indicate yes. Would you vote for him today? Yes. You would vote for. Tua Tungavalea to Tunga Valea, win the MVP yes. right now at plus 550. Yes, a hundred percent. This is the bet I would make. Yes. I don't think it's a bad bet. I don't think it's a, I don't even think it's a bad choice. I just don't think he can win it. Not right now. Win it. What if they win the division? Well, if they win the division, obviously he's, he's more, I think has a better chance, but. Are they going to give it to him over Mahomes? They should. I mean, if the Chiefs win a division and get home field, are they going to give it to home? They're going to give it to over Mahomes. Okay, they're going to give it to him. I think they will give it to him over Jalen. He has a. I mean, this is insane. He has a seventy-one percent completion percentage. He's completing seventy-one percent of his passes. What if Lamar? Is Lamar optional? No, an option. Uh, no, it's number. It's Mahomes. Josh Allen. No, Allen's three. I'm forgetting who's two. Jalen? Jalen Hurts. Yes, that's who's two. Yes. That's what I mean. Like, of all those people and it's the, the public persona, I mean, more people remember Tua for getting knocked out and his fingers being all messed up than they do another for reason he's doing now. Another reason why he should win it. I mean, he's got the number one quarterback rating in the league by a ways. Geno Smith is 108. He's 118.4. QBR of 82.6. I mean, his QBR is better than Mahomes. Mahomes is 78.6 to 82.6. Mahomes has picked Sometimes off seven. The best guys with the numbers don't win the award. Mahomes has picked, picked off seven times. Two has picked off three times. Playing one less games. Right. Than, than Mahomes has. 
I, I mean, again, I got no problem with that vote, but I just don't think, I don't think he could get enough votes. It's possible. It's not, it's, it's a very, it's a fair argument. I mean, the team is right now in line, and they got to keep it going, but in line to win the, the AFC East. They're tied with Buffalo right now, right? But they've but got they the head, head to head. They've right. got seven wins. Buffalo's got six. Yeah. So you've got a, you've got two extremely winnable games coming up, or I guess one, sorry, Texans. And you're at the Niners, at the Chargers, at the Bills. If he goes three and oh, well, he changes the whole argument there. Okay. If he That's goes three and oh and beats all three of those teams on the road, slow down. Just saying. If he does, saying, but that's 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 huge. If he does, that's huge. As of today, I don't think he can get enough votes. But the numbers are going to change. If he goes and wins those games, <laughs> he's the favorite. Because that takes. Well, I don't. I mean, Mahomes they can win the three games too. They'll be eleven and three going back home to take on the Packers. They end <sighs> with the Packers at the Patriots and home for the Jets. So we got a bye week this week. So you don't have to bet that this week. You have to buy this week and then the Texans. Yeah. And then they play on the 4th of December. I cannot believe December the 4th is this close. This is crazy. <laughs> December is like tomorrow. two more weeks of college football Saturdays. What the heck? Like full college football Saturdays. Where did Bizarre. it go? Yeah, I know. Snap of a finger. It's gone. Texans and then at the 49ers, at the Chargers, at the Bills. So they'll win that game off the bye. And then you got the road trip. The road trip of road trips. Staying in California for the week, most likely. 100%. So, Mike McDaniel knows. I mean, you got to think they're going to beat the Niners just because of his knowledge of the Niners. Want to talk about playing for a guy? You think the Dolphins are playing for that guy? Mike McDaniels? Hell yeah, they are. First year head coach? I love that, dude. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's It's easy to see why, though. It's hard to dislike the guy. He's like a stand-up comic. He's, his personality is amazing. He's honest. Personality is incredible. He's a likable dude. He just gets up there and talks, and you're like, this guy's great. Like, what the? He's got bits. It's, it's, it's fun to see, and you see how it's possible. I mean, there's your head coaches. It, it isn't, it's so obvious. We're talking about Jeff Saturday, but it is so obvious that so much of sports, so much about what we do in life in general, but passion matters, man. If oh. you're passionate, if you, if you're motivated, if you're into it, if you're wanting it, there's so many things, you know, it's funny. Our guy, Rob from betting the bookie this morning did a really long video that I really liked. And, and yep. like, to the stand up a lot about bullying, but a lot about your life and a lot about like focusing on things. And, yep. you know, him and I both were changed by David Goggins book. It yep. can't hurt me. And it, 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 it's so true. Like if you, if you get up and if you're passionate about what you're going to do during the day, things tend to fall into place. They don't always work out for you. They don't always go as they're supposed to. And you don't always get, you know, a home run, but if you're passionate, if you get up excited and energized and you, I mean, you were up bright and early. I was at the gym this morning at 7 a.m. Like if, if, if you hit the day and your feet hit the ground and you're like, I'm going to do something today. Like things around you start to percolate. It's it's and in football. If you like the guy you're going to work with, if you like the coach and you want to go and play hard for the guy, you don't always win. But 
more often than not, good things happen for you. It's a microcosm for life. Yeah. As you're going through this life, you know, you find people that are good teammates, bad teammates drop off. You, you get burned by people you didn't see things coming. You live and learn. You don't get bitter. The bitterness, the anger, all the, all the negative emotions carry on to the field, right? Yes. You, you know, I mean, look at, I mean, it's first year head coach in McDaniels, first year head coach in McDaniels, just two, same last name, right? But two very different, different attitudes and very two, different opinions on that. Two yeah. completely different worlds right now. And they got a young quarterback that nobody believed in, apparently. The owner was trying to get these people to lose. Obviously, yeah. you know, the guy that was there before had the room and was trying to win and wasn't even given the tools to do it. Right. Because they didn't believe in the guy that they were doing it with. He did. They showed him the door. Let's bring in this other guy. He's he's won the room. He's won the team. Well, first, they wanted Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, they settled for McDaniel's and Tua. <laughs> it's it, it's hard, and I think that's why. Like, I mean, that's why. Um, and I have to watch the rest of Rob's video. I didn't see the whole thing, but I get it. And for a long time, I was one of those guys where I was the only guy on the team or the only guy in the book excited to be there. And I'm like, what is wrong with the rest of you? I used to tell people, quit. Working in a book. I'm like, you should quit. Why? You don't want to be here. Everybody can see it. You give off negative energy. Nobody wants to come to your window. Just go home. Go get another job. Well, I hate the customers. Well, if you hate the customers, you shouldn't be here. Your whole you know? job is I, to deal with the customers. The whole job is that's the, they're the same customers every day. The guy's going to come up and bet the horse race 30 seconds before it's going to start. And he's going to do it every day. So if you can't accept that, go. And then in the risk room, this guy's going to try to beat you to this number. He's going to sneak a bet in every day. That's the game. Don't hate the game. Hate the player, whatever that saying is. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Whatever it is. Yeah. Don't hate anything. You're right. It's fair. Um, just pointing this out just for fun, but the entire AFC East is in the postseason right now. I know. The entire AFC East. <laughs> Patriots are in last place and they're in the playoffs. It's possible. In the playoffs. Is this possible? No. Patriots are making the playoffs. I'm okay with it. There's so much watching the, the aren't making the playoffs, are they? No. No. Watching the Patri watching the Bills and the Dolphins play yesterday was a stark reminder of where the Patriots are defensively. They can hang with anybody in the league, but offensively they do not have anything close to what the bills and the dolphins have. There's no Stefan Diggs. There is no one close to Tariq Hill. Even Gasicki, the tight end for the dolphins is still better than any tight end. The Patriots have, and they invested heavily in John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. But you know how you combat that, right? Smack him in the mouth with defense. Just, Pound them on both sides of the line. Yep. That's what that's, the Patriots are built for the playoffs like they were built last year. They've got a stable of running backs. They've got an offensive line that's mean. They have a quarterback that, when he plays well, doesn't turn the ball over, but has turned the ball over a lot. But they're not going to score many points. Like if they do anything, even if they make the playoffs, their only shot is to win a game like, you know, 15 under. to seven. <laughs> under. Yeah, Whatever like it is. Five, it's field, under. five field goals and give up a touchdown. 
Like that's what that, I mean, it's just, and then they'll go play like a Mahomes or they'll go play somebody like a bills or whatever, and they'll get annihilated. Yeah, and right. Like last year. In the yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. you put like, let's just say they made it to a dome game or they made it to a warm weather game. They're screwed. They can play cold weather football. They can beat anybody in the cold weather, but they don't play the big games in cold weather. So it's bad, bad for the Patriots offense. Right. I don't want them to be fair. I don't want them to make the playoffs. I want another year of Mac. I want a better draft pick. I want this to keep rolling. I want them to be competitive all year. You don't and want to win playoffs. Eight, win eight, win eight, nine games. And then just be short. Like you made, you made it last year. Cause how is it going to go any differently than what last year happened? Like, it's just not like, it's going to be the right. same result. You're going to play one game. You're going to lose like, okay, it's fun to be there. It's nice to say that, but you know, ultimately you want to win a championship. And I don't know if you can really say Mac Jones is the guy. Yes or no. Spend the rest of this year, figuring it out. Is he the guy? And if he's the guy, then build him weapons, get him guys that can help him win. Go it's draft on making the playoffs though. Like even, it is. I, I'm guilty of it. I knew the Steelers were going to win yesterday. I just was like adamant that that was going to be a game. Dome teams coming to Pittsburgh in November, and the Steelers were off. They're going to win this game. And I started, I was like, Steelers win four in a row. They can't get back in the mix and all this other stuff. I started like dreaming like it could happen. You want to make the playoffs. I mean, in, in like last year, I knew the Steelers making the playoffs was going to end bad. They're playing Kansas yeah. City. They got no shot. No shot of winning that game, let alone covering the spread. I was fine with it. I still want to get in a dance. I can't believe you say you want rather Patriots not make the playoff. Because I want a better draft choice. I, I want them to actually draft. The difference are like two spots. No. Depends on where they go. I mean, well, right I mean, now. They're going to be the last team in the playoffs in the AFC. Patriots right now are tied with three other teams, right? So if they miss the playoffs, they could be way down. That could be. Uh, three spots. Okay. Yeah. They, could, they could be down, down. They, they, they could get themselves a really decent. I mean, they could have a top 15 draft pick potentially. So like I'm, that's what I want. And what What is the priority? Like what, what, what's, what's the game changer for them to get a better draft pick to make them better next season? What do you want? They need a game breaking whiteout. Go find their version of Tariq Hill or Stefan Diggs. Find a legitimate Belichick's record of drafting wide receivers is horrific. Mm. Nikhil Harry. I mean, those types of guys, like guys that you would be like, they drafted him 29th in the first round. Cause they thought they were going to get a big body red zone target blocking guy. And they found a dude who didn't want to block anybody. So he couldn't get on the field. It's a different type of wide receiver you need there. Randy Moss is the only wide receiver yeah. in the past. 15 years that they went and got that was like that playmaker wide receiver. Yeah, and they told Randy, I don't want you blocking nothing. Nope. Although Randy did when he right. needed to. They want, I mean, they go find somebody. There's a, there are so many wideouts coming out next year. The wide receiver class next year is outstanding. Mm. So the quarterback class and the wide receiver class next year will be really talented. Got a lot of good skill player guys that you can go and find. And Belichick loves finding the diamonds in the rough. Okay. That's great. But you got to go get talent. And this team has wallowed without wide receiver talent for long enough. You got to get, if you drafted Mac Jones, you got to get Mac Jones type players. You got to get a guy who can run under a, a throw like he did at Alabama. Did you okay. see the UCLA game at all Saturday night? Yes. Probably I watched. Not. Did you watch uh, a little of it? I watched a lot of it. C81. That big 
strong kid that was a converted wide receiver to a tight end. For UCLA. He caught the pass. He got destroyed by two. Oh, that, yeah, guys. that play. And they, and they all bounced off. And, then he, he kept and then he yeah. ran in. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I said, I'm going to tell Matt this on Monday on the show. That guy is going to end up a Patriot. Sick. <laughs> probably. It'd probably be a fourth round pick, though. Dude can fly. Strong. You know he can block. They made him a tight end. Right. Bill and will use him all over the field. I was and like, just, guy's and Bill and Bill needs he Bill needs the blessing of the head coach like he does with Saban. Chip Kelly will say, "Bill, take him." I yep. I saw it. And I was like, my yep. first thought was, "Man, I want him to be a Stealer." And I'm like, "Oh no, he's going to be a Patriot. He's going to be a Patriot, isn't he?" It's, I, it's literally my thought when I saw it. Belichick has been backed into a corner enough times now by people who have asked him questions about the skill players and like Patriot fans are now done. Like you have a very cheap, very good secondary. You've got Matthew Judon, who is in the running for defensive player of the year. You've got an offensive line. That's good enough. You invested a first round pick in the quarterback. You have three running backs that you like. Stop it. Go get a wide receiver now. Like stop. <laughs> Go get a damn wide out who can help this team out. <sighs> Either sign him or or draft him or something. Because Belichick always says the wide receiver takes a year to learn the system, and that's why he hates drafting rookie wide receivers. Get a guy who just you can just say, "Hey, go run fast on the sidelines." We're throw the ball. You know the route tree three, four, five, six, seven. Go. Go. You run a seven. Go. I'll throw you the ball. Right. Don't worry about what anyone else on the field is doing. Yeah. Monday night football tonight, the Eagles, it's down to 10 and a half. It was 11 here against the Washington commanders coming up tonight. Total is set at 43 and a half. I think Washington is live to win a game. Yes. Come on. Do you really? Yes. It's just saying that. No, you often say, if you like the dog, you always say, can the team win the game? You like, I like the dog. I think 11 points is completely inflated for a divisional game in primetime. can't say that I disagree with that, but man, I'd be upset if this is the game that Eagles lose. It's always the game you don't think they're going to lose. They lose. They play the Colts next week at the Colts. That's the game they're going to lose. You know the line? Eagles. So I love this. I only saw this from the sharpest guys in the world and learned this because I had to move the number to try to anticipate the result of the Monday night game with the look-ahead number. Okay. What's Philadelphia at the Colts without looking? After the Tonight's Colts game win. is 11, okay, and they're home against Washington. Philly seven. at the Colts. Seven. It's anywhere from a low of seven and a half, of which there's one, okay. to a high of eight and a half. Wow. On the road. Colts. The Colts are eight or eight and a half everywhere as a dog right now before this game. That tells me that the Eagles are winning tonight. That's what that number means. Yeah, of course. What they think is going to happen. There's plenty of times that we think teams are going to win and then they don't. This Washington team is built to stop the Eagles. This defensive line is legitimately going to be a massive problem today. If they Sonic, can, Sonic just came in with the weather, forty-three degrees and thirteen mile an hour winds. If his yep. info is correct, he's right. Yeah, it's going to be. And by the time the game is over, it's going to be thirty-seven. Totals forty-three. 
Yep. 11 is the spread. It don't add up. It's too high. So if you're in a one-score game with Washington and you make a mistake, that's how you lose. Keep them around. Keep them around. Just find them somewhere in the general spot. And then there you go. Josh Garland asks, is any chance this gets to nine and a half? Zero. Could go to 10, though. Bounce. It'll be a 10 will be a bounce. 10, 10 won't last long. Somebody's going to go to a 10 and a half here shortly. It's it's 10 and a half at Fandle, I guess, right? Is that what you got that from? Yeah. Because it's yeah. painted 11 everywhere else. Yeah, it's a, it's see if, see okay. a Fandle. See a Fandle. So they're right. testing the water 10 and a half. I they're totally still, understand. Oh, they just went to 11 and a half. Fandle just went to 11 and a half. Full point jump. Guys, listen. Full point I know jump. you're watching the show. <laughs> okay. That's I a know full you're point jump from 10. I just watched it literally go from 10 and a half to 11 and a half at Fandle. Damn, they just don't do those solid numbers, man. They will not go to 11. They're just not playing. They, they just go right to 11 and a half. Just reach out to me, please. <laughs> At Sports BK can see. I mean, my, my email is just my name, David. Sharepin. Just, just, <laughs> just email me something, please. I'll help you. Just, I, I, this is great. There you go. There's the totals your down, and the total now is down to 40, 42 and a half. So somebody came in and hammered the Eagles in the under. No, nobody did that. Just they watching the show. <laughs> they said, listen to these two. We are talking. We are talking about the total yet. We, we haven't mentioned the totals yet. We're just talking yeah, about the but, number. I, mean, I, I, I said it just doesn't add up. You got to like your dog. You like the under. So they're moving the total down to see what the bottom is. What's the bottom? 42 and a half is the bottom. There ain't no way. It, it's, if this gets to 42, they're driving in a Brinks truck to bet over. Really? Not 41? Oh, 42. 42? Is there that big of a difference between 41 and 44? Big difference between 41 and 44. There's a lot of numbers in between it. 43? Yeah. I yeah. thought 41, 44 were the two key numbers in totals. I don't know. 43 is 23, 20. There's so many combinations of 43. Okay. That's, I mean, two places are moving 43 and a half right now. Sarka and Westgate are 43 and a half. Right. You have a point difference. So Caesars land 43. and a half. Wind bets at 43 and a half. It's a Vegas thing. Goodness gracious. Yeah. What do you like total wise? Under. But I'm playing with this game. This, this is this is a this is a this is set up really nicely for a teaser. Huh. Dog and under plus 17 under 49 and a half. How does that lose? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to put nothing on it, but how does that lose? So that's my, that's what I, that's my play on this. Is game. that embedded or book it? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, people, you should stay around for the show and watch the end, <laughs> hit the like button, but you got to tell your ass right now. I'm, I'm betting that. I don't know what loses you. So, I mean, it feels, this Unless feels like a one Washington, score. Heineke makes a couple of mistakes and they get blown out. Like they lose by 20, 20. I can't see it. I think lose by 20. The under's coming in. Right. So 30 look, to 10, I, yeah, 27, 27, seven, you know, something like that. Like, you know, yeah, if they, they lose by 20, they ain't, the game ain't going over. 
but 2710 is 17 and under. So that's what, that's my, you know, my gut tells me this is going to be a 10 point. It's a seven to 10 point win for the Eagles. And the game's going to go under. If you're here watching the show right now and you're live on the chat, put your final score in there. The boys are starting to do it right now. 27-17 from SoCal. Noah says Eagles by 20 tonight. Sorry, Peralt. I don't I just don't see that. I'm sorry. I don't see 20 points in a divisional game in primetime. I just I just don't see it. We saw it yesterday. We saw it with the we you know look at the Vikings and the Bills, not divisional, I know, but look at the Cowboys and the Packers. Like the numbers are right right now. Like they are on it. Like I was on plus nine and a half for the Jaguars. They lost by 10. They missed two field goals in that game. Yeah. Like the, the, they are on the books have the numbers they're on. It's tight. So like, numbers are tight. So that's why teasing. I hit the long teaser yesterday. I moved the Broncos to plus eight and a half, took the Niners from seven and a half down to one and a half. Mm-hmm. Both those numbers came in both those numbers mm-hmm. won for me because they didn't cover six, but they covered one and a half. They didn't cover, uh, they, they didn't cover two and a half, but they covered eight and a half. So like moving these numbers right now. Yeah. I, I'm a, a PB. I hear you 24, 20, 28, 20. I'm, I'm with you that those are numbers. I absolutely concur and agree with that. That's kind of where I am with that. I don't agree with 31 points for the Eagles though. I don't think either team, any team scores 30 points. Man, there ain't too many people putting over in here right now. This thing is flowing with unders yeah 27 13 absolutely these are all numbers i, I concur yes i agree with all these Jack numbers. with four yes. case 27 24 27 24 not a bad score kills That's me over. that kills right. me yeah, yeah. That kills uh, that, that kills my bet if, if, if we see if both teams are in the mid-20s i'm dead i'll be shocked if both teams are in the what's mid-20s. washington's team total right now that's oh. that's what we need to see. We need to see Washington's team total. Is it 17? Hold on. 17 and a half. At FanDuel, the team total for Washington is currently 15. 15 flat? Yep. 27 and 15. Which is you- what? Add that up. 27 and 15. 42. What's the over under in the game? <laughs> 42 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I got man, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's a free half point for somebody. Somebody. If you want it. <laughs> How about first Eagles, half Eagles, right? Again, this is where you can I understand the idea. Eagles are so good in the first half. Cl- the books aren't stupid. They know all this stuff. Okay. Like you're paying that number shouldn't be 13. The number should be 10. Hey, they're making you pay. They're making you pay more juice on this. They're making you more pay more expensive because they're, they know what you're going to bet. What's, what's the juice on a 13 and a half first half team total. Um, first half team total for the Eagles. Where is the that's really annoying first half team total Eagles. Um there it is on total touchdowns, total points. Total points first half. 13 and a half minus 120. Over. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, I just they're telling you. Come on in. Bet it. Lay yeah. 20. Good luck. Ask, yeah. The, it, I mean, 
I'm not saying that I know Jeffrey Benson this morning wrote a long post about people complaining about trap lines and setting things, setting players up and whatnot. But so he used all the buzzwords. It was yeah, great. It's great. But like, there is something to be said about the book is setting a number not to lose. So the book is setting a number that is going to make the professionals pause about betting it. They want the dog to come in because the public's going to bet the Eagles. So they go, how many points do I got to give it for an under bet to come in? 13 and a half. There's the hook. Maybe 13. They would bet the over. Sometimes you don't even get the bet, which is even more telling. You don't get the, you put the number 13 and a half and it's like, it's like a tree falling in a forest. Nobody bets it. And you go, uh-oh, we didn't go high enough. <laughs> That's the worst when you don't get the bet. So now you slide the juice. Hey, will you take even money? I got minus 120. They're sitting there right now going, Maybe we didn't go high enough. That's why it's that's that's where that's why it's sitting there. And now again, it's a daily game of chicken with these guys. You know, with guys with all the accounts and the bags of money and all this other stuff. You're just trying to have them show you the way. Tell me yeah. where I need to be. Eagles lead the NFL in first half scoring, averaging 20.1 points per first half. They've scored 18.3 in their last three games. They've scored 14 points in their last game. And you would go, well, then why is the number 14? Right. Why is the number 17? That's the question. I've done this long enough with you. Mm-hmm. That's the question that comes into my head. Whenever I, you when, when, whenever I look at the number and I'm like, I hear Dave's in my, Dave's in my head talking about this. Like, why is this number 14 and a half? Yep. This number should be 14. So the number's 13 and a half for a reason. Mm. Their models are telling them something. I don't There's, know if it's a model or if it's just, you know, they, they know what somebody else is going to come in and bet. I'm taking the bets for the limit bets. I don't care if I take a thousand bets on one side. If I don't take that bet on the other side, I'm good. I know what the number's supposed to be, that they're telling me by either not betting it or betting the, the top. So I'm good. Um, Washington is giving up, by the way, just so everybody knows, 11 points in the first half on average. Eight points over the last three games, and gave up seven points last week in the first half. Defense is playing as good as it has all season, right? On the road, Washington is giving up nine point three yard, nine point three points in the first half. First, on the road. Per first half in the on the road. So while everyone's focused on Eagles, 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 you fucking forget that somebody plays defense. You're forgetting that there's eleven other guys on the other side. So you can handicap this all you want about what the Eagles do. And then you don't look across the way and go, this is great. Wait, whoops. There's 22 guys on the field. Maybe I got a handicap on both sides. So you have a defense. Don't get caught looking at logos. This is the thing I've learned the most as a better. The thing that I stop myself all the time. The logo says the commanders suck, right? Look at the numbers. Look at what they're doing. Look oh. at who they're playing, who they've played. Look at the history of divisional teams playing each other in primetime in November on top of that. This game skews under. Forget about this game skews oh, under, under in like a one o'clock Sunday game. This game would skew under primetime numbers. Just kind of, you know, that's been the trend that's been running. But this game, divisional dogs. Yes. I love 
divisional dogs in prime time. All right. And the number's going the other way. Number's going up. Sometimes it goes the way the number moves. Sometimes the number's just dead wrong. That's why I always talk about, you know, that CLV bullshit. The bills. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's the important. Bills. <laughs> Yesterday. It's important to get the best number. It doesn't mean you win. It's Three important half, to watch the line. Five moves, and a half. It doesn't mean you win. Seven. All dead. <laughs> All dead. None of them. Kaka. Shit. All of it. Yes. So. So Cal DGen, 13-7 first half score. Like it. 13-7 first half score. Wow. Like it. Yep. I can totally see that. Hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna look one, one thing up real quick. Um, history of the Eagles at home against the. Listen, the numbers can skew any way you want. All right, friends of ours in the business, and I was with Ralph Michaels on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Took a picture with Ralph. I wore that ridiculous melon outfit that you said I look like a prisoner. I didn't that say thing- that. Rob said that. Rob said I look like a prisoner, and then you yeah. chimed in on top with the No, I, I, just gave, I just gave a gif of a guy in prison. Yeah, exactly. You gave him fuel for the fire. That was great. <laughs> but I got more compliments on that thing. It was great. They're like, man, you're pulling that off. What color is that? Is that is that salmon? I'm like, no, it's melon. It says right on the tag, melon, top and bottom, suit. So while I was out and was with Ralph on Saturday, he posted a tweet this morning. Divisional favorites since whenever blah 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 62 percent covering the favorite then john ewing went back and posted a thing for bet labs and something else Uh that said monday night double digit favorites since like 1983 are like 38 percent covering yes completely conflicting numbers based on historical numbers since 2009 philadelphia at home as a favorite against washington is four five and one ats there you go coin flip so just fyi numbers Um, good the numbers good you're getting action you're getting i mean the numbers good it just does feel to me a little bit high i've been picking against the eagles like i said on a regular basis I I hate this game. I can't stand this game sidewise. I do not know what to do, but I'm leaning under right now. Uh, before we get off the NFL, uh, Josh McDaniels has just been given a very big vote of confidence from Mark Davis. Oh, quote, boy. I like Josh. I think he's doing a fantastic job. That's why I hired him. We did an exhaustive search and found the person we believe is going to bring the Raiders to greatness. Josh McDaniels is not going anywhere <laughs> for a long time. Not this year. He is your head coach of the Raiders for at least next year, maybe longer. Davis is do things a little bit different. That's for sure. But I mean, that's how you rally behind your guy. If that's yep. your guy and you, you say that exact hand. thing today, put all the fires out, yep. stop everybody from talking about it. And you send a message to the locker room. Don't he like ain't him. leaving. Yeah. Don't if like it. You him, don't tough. like it. Yeah. You leave. Fantastic job is some strong language. I'm not sure I'd go that far and say Josh McDaniels is doing a fantastic job at two and seven. Check the record again, right? Yeah. Fantastic job. How wow. many one loss? What if you were seven and two, what word would you oh, use? Fantastic. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I mean, if they're going to burn it to the ground, that's what you do. 
you know, you just go ahead and sit there and go, all right. Oh, good point. Trent Junk just came in and said, didn't Ursay said similar things two weeks ago about uh, Frank Reich? <laughs> but Frank Reich wasn't a first-year head coach, though. But uh, okay, it's really hard. Like, put it this way, okay? Do it in our shoes. Somebody comes in and says, hey, Dave, I want to move you and the Consig family to New York. I want you to take over this opportunity. We got, we got this big thing. We want you to move your whole family here, set everything up, Okay. The guy you're replacing was there how long? One year. Am I taking that job? Uh, am, am I moving my whole family for one year? Are you going to blow me out too? You've already shown a history of blowing somebody out. Am I going to forget the money? I got to move my kids. They're going to be crying every time, move, lose all their friends. Now I got to move them to, you know what I mean? Like you can't, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard. If you, if you have a, a, a reputation of blowing up something fast, right? You're not going to get somebody better. You're going to get somebody worse. Yeah. So I that's why Josh is staying. I think it has to be just like horrifically bad. And it's not been horrifically bad. They've been right. in games. They had a 20 nothing lead last week. They had, you know, they had a lead yesterday. A lead yesterday. Like they've been in games. It's not like they've it's not like they're not three gonna... leads of 17 points or more. No one has ever done that before. Now, you could say next year. That changes, right? Because last year they won all these games. They were tight. Saw them in the playoffs. This yeah. year they're not. So if you believe in that regression theory, <laughs> goes back and forth. I got a shout out, Anti, with 20 E's. I met him Friday night at the game. Anti came up to me. He met the wife and kids. It was nice. tremendous. Yeah. I, I said How's he doing health wise? Um He's doing, he's doing okay. He's, right. he's, he's fighting through the back pain. Okay. Um, got some other stuff working, but what a tremendous dude originally from Cleveland. He's down at the South point in the pit working nice dice tables. This is another bear maulings, but it was fun for me because I got to say kids and Jess, this guy <laughs> listens to the show, watches the show, likes the show. He actually likes me. <laughs> you, you should probably just meet him. He actually, it was hilarious. Likes me. <laughs> he he actually away. likes me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. You should join the club. It was hilarious. He actually likes me. Yes. All right. Uh, real quick on the recap from Saturday night. <sighs> Next time I say <laughs> oh, the card's going to be great. You didn't even you you didn't even do it justice. That first, that Poirier fight, um, I was the whole night was like that. There were seven first round knockouts. I, I can't. I caught it. I started watching it too late. I watched every I fucking fight. I watched every single. I <laughs> I watched every second of that card from start to finish, and I kept on going. It's getting better. It keeps on getting better. It keeps on getting better. Holy shit! It keeps on getting better. <gasps> we saw Molly McCann got put into a crucifix, like your big brother would do to you. I couldn't believe it. She literally put her out. She literally was like this on the mat, couldn't move. And she's just rabbit punching her the whole time. I'm like, this is the craziest thing. Like the craziest women's fight I'd seen in years. It was electric from start to finish. And then the Poirier versus Chandler fight was what, what, ridiculous. I, I just, I watched the first round and I was, I was physically like ready to fight somebody myself as that round was going on. I'm like, there's still two minutes left in this round. How are these guys still standing? This and that. 
And then, I mean, the amount of blood was actually nauseating. I Chandler actually blew his nose on his face. That's absolutely nasty. Michael ah! Chandler, the fish hooking was awful. And the blowing of the nose was horrific. Was that? I mean, you can't do that, right? He no, put his called, fingers in the mouth and ripped them. It's called fish hooking. It's really, really one of the dirtiest things you can do because he's fish hooking. And the point of the fish hook is to get the neck up, to get the choke under, underneath. So when you're down and you're blocking, you're keeping your chin down. So the choke is on your chin, not on your Adam's apple. You fish hook the person to make them go up. And then the, you get underneath their, underneath their, chin it's super dirty it's really really wrong because it hurts like a mother when someone's got their fingers in your mouth and you're dragging your nails up into your top of your mouth it's really really sick and that's why i mean poirier had some very strong words for michael chandler after the fight and chandler's gonna have a lot to answer to for that awful sonic just came in and said the discord chat the ufc parlay was put out by jordan goroff the trumpet player did and he hit it and he won it, but we didn't vote for that. Nope, three and eight. Discord 11 bets offered, oh, three and eight. We're now 0 and 11. Picked the wrong one again. I mean, it's hard though when you have you know it's 25 percent you know, clip rate. It's not, it's not easy. You know, it's hard to pick. You, you gotta, you gotta go. You know, you're kind of throwing darts there at one point trying to find it, but that minus 110 parlay. I keep on saying, why isn't anybody just doing a layup bet like a minus 250 bet? Like, just do something that's going to hit just to stop the streak. It has to happen. Just get something easy. Everyone's trying these, like, like gymnastic type of backflip, stick the landing type bets. It's hard to do. <laughs> like, let's right. just get a win, guys. Like, I knew the last three weeks I've seen the bet and I've gone, nope. Like, why are we betting a first half for the Milwaukee Bucks? Like, what the hell are we doing? There's the a variance is so bucks that it was a first half for the jazz, I think on Saturday, right? Yeah. Something it's like it's just, it just it, what are we doing? Like you can't, you can look at it. The uh, variance just in these first quarter, first half bets in the NBA is so up and down. It's, it's too so hard. hard to hit it. We're doing player props or long shot parlays, which are really hard to hit. Tough. Like just, I mean, and, and I will say this, somebody DM me and said, you know, Matt, you've got to admit though, like, some of the bets that you're placing are bets that people would like and they're hitting people would recommend it, but you're saying you can't do it because you've already bet it. Like that's fair, but there's, I, I mean, literally the entire NHL, the entire NBA was wide open. There were UFC bets that were wide open. I mean, I, way Lee. Did by you knockout, agree with the stoppage by the way? Yes. We'll get to that one second. Way Lee by knockout. There are very few times in my life that I've been very mad at myself for not unloading on a bet. That was a layup that she was going to win that inside the distance. Now the KO didn't happen. She submitted Carla Sparza, but like that fight was not going four and a half rounds. And I knew it. It was the easiest under to bet. It was the easiest bet of the night. It was, I, I bet small. I bet my typical one, you know, half a unit came in. I should have, I'm, I was like, man, like that was dumb. Like there are certain times in my betting history, like I keep a journal and write things down. I can't, I get mad at myself for like, you knew this was a bet that you should have doubled down on. You should have pushed it harder because it was going to happen. Now, frankly, you do that and it loses, but I mean, Way Lee inside the distance was a gift. I agree to JDL bets. What about, uh, gift. what about Edgar losing? It's, it's completely predictable. I mean, that was one we could all just, he was on it. That was the Gutierrez and the Whaley parlay. That, that was it. 
Oh, was Gutierrez. He was fighting. Okay. He was a huge yeah. dog. I mean, he was. I mean, that was a bad knockout. Man, that was bad in front of his wife and kids. I was like, no. The three kids watching dad get knocked out on his last fight like that was with a knee that looked yeah. like it hit perfectly. Everything did that numb out thing. Like not even like, eyes yeah, back out. here was like not conscious. Oh. All right, oh. but but to to the stoppage. Israel Adesanya could have been damaged for life in that exchange. Okay. He was taking shots. The la- if you go back and watch the overhead cam shot as to why, I think it was Mark Goddard, the referee, why he stepped in, is he got caught with a right after he fell to the ground, he came back up and he got caught with a right from Perea that literally snapped his head back. You got to stop that. That fight's over. The, the The fighter is not defending himself. You could say right. he was with it. He was lucid, whatever. He let him go out on his shield. No, these are four ounce gloves with a monster of a man who could kill somebody. Who got if you don't power. Stop. He got power. So yes, the stoppage was right. That's what you do. This is where bloodthirsty MMA fans piss me off. Like, what do you want him to be permanently maimed? And like, oh, you went out on your shield. That's great. I want to see Izzy fight again. I want to see him be a human being and live a life. Right. That's why you stopped that fight because he was not protecting himself and taking serious damage from an individual who was not going to stop until Mm -mm. the referee said stop. Mm -mm. That fight was over. There was no need to let him get pounded for 30 more seconds just because you want him to go out on his shield type nonsense. Yes, I was cool with the stoppage. Whole night was unbelievable. Loved it. I, I I don't know how. I mean, you can't do this every week. They have events, what feels like every week. These well, they the, do. But events. I told you though, this is different. When they go to New York, it's a different deal because you have if the buzz in a crowd was great, and the then the buzz fights. afterwards, the media love afterwards. Did you go to those fights? Did you see those fights? Oh, they Dana White is so smart with certain things, and that card was stacked was, from start to finish. With banger after banger after banger, two title fights, and now you got the instant rematch. We talked about it on Friday. This is the movie. The guy that wants, and it's crazy how the fights. The first time Izzy fought against Perea, he got a standing eight count. What happened at the end of the first round? Bell horn sounds. The punch is being thrown. Wax him. Perea is out on his feet after the first round. He is wobbly. He's Bambi legged. He's all flipping around. Gets to go back. If that fight was 10 seconds longer in the first round, Izzy may have won. Same thing in the first fight. Except it comes back later in the fight. Izzy gets knocked out in 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 that matchup. Boom, he's out cold. Same thing happened in the fifth round where he gets knocked out. Somehow my under bet comes in. Amazingly, 30 seconds from me losing that bet. Bam right. gets gets called. I, I get the under that comes in at four and a half rounds. And man, what a fight. And now they get clearly to winning that fight. Who is he? Yeah. Yes. Three rounds to one. Yeah. There's, yep. That just, I mean. Yep. 100%. And Poirier. I don't know if he was winning or not, but what a warrior. What he did in that third round was, that was fantastic. It was great. It was such a heroic. Dustin Poirier might be my favorite UFC fighter of all time. Man, oh man, what a badass. Like, what a dude. Dustin Poirier is such an unbelievable, because he's so with it. Like, he's such an interesting guy. Like, there's some fighters I would never want to talk to. Like, Poirier was a guy that I would love for us to get on the show. Oh. He's so interesting. 
He's got the hot sauce line from Louisiana. He knows his roots. Like it just, I, I'm a huge Dustin Poirier fan. I, I was a little bit, but after that fight, he's on the ground and that guy's blowing his nose. It's coming out of every place in the world. He's on the ground. And I was thinking, he doesn't care. How, how yeah. does he fight through that? Like, yeah. I don't want another man's blood all over me like that. It was pouring from, from out. Nose. Not just blood. Yeah. It's out of your mouth and out of an orifice, like not like an arm cut. or it's, like it's Right. Your, that was disgusting. He was blowing his nose on him. He was forcing it out, which is like with a broken nose, you're not supposed to do that because it makes your eyes swell up. But, you know, I think he was just trying to breathe. I mean, that punch hit him square on the nose. You talk about the slow motion replay that erupted. You saw a man's nose explode right in front of you. I was like, whoa. He punches so hard. He's such a great striker. And he, I mean, look, Poirier took some damage. How much do those guys weigh? That was one, that was 145. Or 155. That was one that was one 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 fifty-five. Yeah. Lightweight division. One fifty-five. I, I I cannot believe one, just what good athletes those guys are. I mean, like, but they're 150 pounds. Knock you the hell out. Oh. It was good, man. It was good. You definitely you sold it all. You were right. The hype was real. The fights were great. Um the betting, I think it were was there fifteen fights. I think ten or eleven favorites won. Wow, really? I didn't realize that. Damn, yeah, I believe it was ten or eleven Whew. of the favorites won. So it was wasn't like those nights in a book are tough because you're just like, man, they're just stringing these parlays together, stringing these parlays together, and then it comes at the end and the dog wins. But the dog was being talked about all yeah. week being live. So I don't even know if that was a good result. It's funny because I want well, one. If Connor comes back, does he come back at one fifty-five? That's the big question. Did he come back? At He's going to come back and fight one of those guys. He wants to, well, Michael Chandler wants to fight Connor. Of course it's a so, payday. Well, it's a payday. But what I think is when you start calling out Connor, you know that your path to a title is over. That you aren't you you're now after money fights. You're not after the belt. That was a you beat Dustin oh, Poirier. Oh, you have oh. a chance to go in and fight against. You know you go after the belt again. You have a chance to go potentially get the belt back. No, <laughs> I don't. Right. I, I don't think. Right. I don't think he's not. I don't believe he's thinking in that way at the moment because Makachev. None of the guys called out Makachev, which is he's the belt holder in the, in the in the division. He beat Charles Oliveira. None of them called him out, which I was like, hmm. No one really wants to fight that guy. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to fight him either. And but Chandler's talking about you call out Connor. Okay, like you, you you might see that your time in the UFC is starting to come to an end. Like the you next pay per views in Vegas. Yep, here I next think month. Galper just said that. Yep. Wow, in December. Yeah, I I I think I might go to it. The New Year's yeah. Eve thing? No, 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 no. Or that weekend? No, it's no. A- it's um on the uh November. Let's see, December, uh, isn't it? The pay per view. Yeah. Two eighty two eighty two is here. It's on December the tenth here. Prokofka against it's Prokasa. Yeah, it's Prokasa against Teixeira too. That rematch. Uh, Patty Pimlet is fighting on that card, which is big. Robbie Lawler's on the card. Bryce Bryce Mitchell's on this card. Yeah, that'll be fun for press. Darren Till's on the card. Um, decent fights. I mean, nothing like New York. Good fights. Wow, Jake not- Alpers in the in the chat said he's coming out that weekend. Jay Dalbets, oh, you should come out that weekend. Let's do it. 
it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, but I mean, good, good card, not outstanding card, nothing like there will be a card on the next pay-per-view after that for 283 is set for January 21st in Rio de Janeiro. Mm. But Cantonier against Strickland is a good fight at the apex on December 17th. That's a big, so there's no new year's card for this year for, for, for the, for you. Wow. They're taking the holidays off December 17th. They're taking off all the way until January 14th. Yeah. Taking a month off. That's surprising. I wonder if it's such a big event. I wonder if ESPN's asking them to do that. Wow. To let college football live. (laughs) Zach, the hat just came in and chat says Z Z Z for Kendall. That's so funny. When some when we start talking UFC, some guys just tune out. I like, I absolutely love it. Happens. Sports great. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, midnight Eastern, nine PM Pacific time for Sports yeah. Grid, SportsGridTV.com or SportsGrid.com. Sorry, we're staying here live on Twitter and YouTube. Don't move more with BVB. All right, let's whip through a couple of quick college football yep. things. Yep. LSU wins. Yep. LSU doesn't cover. We now yes. know it's LSU Georgia in the SEC title game. Yep. See the number? Does it bother you that we have this much time to break this thing down? Oh, it's annoying as hell. It's a month. They got <laughs> games to play before then. Two. Yep. What if they lose? Doesn't matter. That sucks. They're both they're both in automatic. They both won the division. Division race is over. SEC East, SEC West, it's over. We know it's Georgia LSU. Man, really? Mm-hmm. Ole Miss losing to Bama required, you know, guaranteed that. Right. Jeez. I mean, I'm good with the matchup. I, I don't want to talk about it for two weeks. Do you? Nope. <laughs> Hell no. I'm bummed about it, but it, it's there. Iowa controls their own destiny. This is hilarious. To make the Big Ten title game. Go look at the conferences on the on the circuit app. I was looking this morning. Okay. Every team, it feels like, is still available to win the Big Ten West. It is, because they are. I mean, every team. There's yeah. odds on every Except team. Except for Nebraska doesn't have a chance to win it. But There's five or six listed over there, and it's Michigan and Ohio State. This, you look at the odds to win these other conferences. Yeah. There's, so either Wisconsin's off. three and four. Minnesota's yeah. four and three. Yeah. Iowa's four and three. Yeah. Illinois is four and three. And yeah. Purdue is four and three. And Purdue. So, yes. So all five of those teams are live to win the West. But Iowa is the only one who controls their own destiny. It's fantastic. <laughs> like I said, everybody, after the Ugly. bye, they're running the table. Ugly. Eight and four Ferens is going to be a reality. And then I'm going to look back and I'm going to go, man, I didn't bet the rollover. I should just bet the rollover. I bet it individually. I mean, betting them individually, but I haven't rolled it over. She just kept on rolling it over. Who do they play this week? Iowa is on the road at Minnesota this week. Oh, God. Oh, God. This game they lose? I mean. They're two and a half point dogs. It's over. You think they lose this game? Disagree. They're beating Minnesota. Total in the game's 32, for goodness sakes. What the hell's going on here? The, it's Iowa, Minnesota is the is is what? Oh they play for the God. what do they play for? 
This isn't the axe. This is is this the jug? No, is it the bucket of nails, or is this this isn't a Floyd bucket Rosedale. of nails? This isn't Floyd of Rosedale, right? What the hell's going on here? What are these what, people? Tell us what, in the chat. What do they play for? First Minnesota. They play for Florida Rosedale. That's right. Okay. They play for the what? pig. They play for Florida Rosedale. This is a big deal in Iowa. So for our Iowa, Iowa radio show, you got to read up on the Florida Rosedale. They, they take this shit really seriously. They really fucking care about this thing. I'm dead serious. Bromel Camp's got a, got a mini, a mini one of these on his, on his desk. Oh yeah. The, the, I, I owe people really care about this trophy. This is like the one trophy that I owe people really do care about. It's a pig. Floyd of Rosedale. Yes. The pig. The Floyd of Rosedale. Yes. I, I love that. I, I, you're the big 10 guy, but I get to teach you about these things. I love this. So, I know about my half. I don't know about your half. <laughs> so here's what in 1934 Hawkeyes and golden Gophers, a lot of controversy, I guess. It was about um, Simmons was one of the few black football players of that era. Several ruts, rough hits by the Gophers on Simmons, forcing to leave the game multiple times. 48-12, the victory. The following year, Gophers were 5-0. Hawkeyes were 4-0-1. Before the 1935 Iowa-Minnesota contest, Iowa City, the coach received a flood of threatening letters from Iowa fans requesting uh, he, he needed special police. So a way of calming this thing down was they decided to come up with this trophy that people would they'd, they'd be playing for. 1935? They've been Four. doing this shit for yeah. almost 100 years? Yes. This is a big deal. It's a bronze trophy in the shape of a pig. Floyd of Rosedale, the pig. Look, the uh-huh. people in the chat love it. They're talking yeah. about the pig is a big deal here. In, it is. In it Iowa. Is a big, it's a big deal. What in the hell is Whitrock talking about? What? Uh, he said it's a big, it's huge here in Iowa. Uh-huh. It's a big damn deal. They care about this damn pig. I forget why. There's a story behind why oh, this, it's this is oh, great. The Floyd, because Floyd was the pig. Um, Who do you think is going to win the game right now? It's Iowa. Where, you think I was going to win? I told you four weeks ago I was winning outright. Everything. I know you said that. They're winning every game. They could. It was dubbed Floyd after the Minnesota Governor Olson. The pig was the brother of Blue Boy from Will Rogers' movie State Fair. A few days later, Governor Herring collected Floyd of Rosedale and personally walked him into the Governor Olson's carpeted office. So before, before it was a bronze pig, it was an actual fucking pig. <laughs> I love this state. This state's great. I told you there's more pigs than people. This is a big deal. It's a big damn deal. Whitrock wasn't kidding. I can't believe it. Hawkeyes win. Hawkeyes can then beat Nebraska. Hawkeye, obviously, it's it's Iowa. It's it's under every, it's always under. But the Hawkeyes can beat Minnesota and then they can beat the Huskers. I mean, this is what sucks. Nebraska could beat Iowa on the Friday after Thanksgiving and knock them out of the Big Ten title game. Nebraska would love that. Lord. That's what rivalries. You want to spark the real rivalry. Iowa and Nebraska don't like each other, but the football programs don't really have much of an issue yet. New head coach and whatnot. But if Nebraska beats Iowa and keeps Iowa out of the Big Ten title game, we get some uh-huh. bad blood cooking. <laughs> Call him eight and four ferrets. That's what he is. 
going so to go eight and four. If they go to the Big Ten title game and lose, do they go to the Rose Bowl? Or do they take a team? Well, what's I don't I can't remember what the playoff who has the title game this year. It's all about the rotation of the playoffs. Oh, they still play the Rose Bowl as the Rose Bowl. Try to get it. No, the Rose Bowl can be part of the championship game. I know that's additional. That's right. But when it's not part of the when it's not part of the semifinal final, then it goes into the traditional championship games in LA this year. At the Rose Bowl, no. Where are they playing it? Pretty sure it's at SoFi. What? Pretty sure it's at SoFi. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes, Adam, the total is 32 and a half in this game. You're right. It is at SoFi. What the? F- Thank you. Holy crap. It's everything's going to be, everything's changing. It's different. It's not, they're not playing in a bowl game. So, like, if Michigan and Ohio State Fiesta both bowl, get in. So, Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl are the two semifinals Atlanta and Arizona. Arizona. Huh. So those are the those are the how about that though? Arizona is getting a national championship semifinal game and the Super Bowl. What's the date? December 31st. And the championship game is 10 days later. So yes, Iowa would go to the Big Ten title game. I mean, would go to the, the 31st would, of would go to the Rose Bowl. Should be a weekend because I think it's is it Sunday? Sunday? It's Saturday. It's, it's a Saturday. Saturday? Yep. Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, or Saturday, Saturday nights. I haven't told anyone yet. And Kendall, if you're still watching, don't tell Mama. But we're going to that game. I just oh. decided right now. Okay, <laughs> you just decided. I just decided right now. Nice. As soon as you said it was a Saturday, I'm going to that game. It's a Is it game. at Glendale Stadium? Yep. I ain't been to a big college football game for a while. You and you're probably going to get the two versus three matchup, which could very well be Ohio State versus somebody else. Going to that game because the Peach Bowl will be Atlanta will get the Peach Bowl, Georgia will get the Peach Bowl. That'll be a, good luck to the number four team. It's a damn home game for Georgia, right? Big spread. <laughs> it might be TCU. This is absurd. They just won't lose. Well, that's that we, we can go to that. TCU um 10 and 0. We'll do two we'll do two more two more college football and then we'll skip ahead yeah. um to better book it. Yeah. Um TCU is 10 and 0. <laughs> yes, they are. And you gotta at least admit that they are live, really live for the playoffs now. Hell after, yeah. After getting past Texas, they've hell a, yeah, they have a really good shot. Yes. They're more likely to get in than not. And they may even be able to get in with one loss. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. They're losing the Big 12 title game. They, they might be able to get in still. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't go that far. I'm not ready to say that. But I am ready to say that they're very likely to get in right now. I don't know. Resume-wise, who would you rather have? Tennessee with one loss or TCU with a one loss to Texas in the Big 12 title game again? I don't think it's game. a debate. They're going to put Tennessee in. Really? Yes. I think, I think it is a debate. TCU's only three-point favorite this week at Baylor. Three. Yeah, Baylor really looked like crap last week. 
really didn't play well at all. <laughs> it's just the week they lose. It's a weird number. I think it's wrong, to be honest. I don't like. I actually don't like that number. I think TCU wins and covers that. Dave Aranda. So it's so tough, though. It's a, it's that's a, a, a tough. It's not a normal Baylor team. I don't know. I don't know what, what do to mean? make of Baylor. I mean, offensively, uh, Baylor. Uh, Baylor offensively just a, they just struggle offensively. Struggle, man. He's terrible. Yeah, they just, they just don't have the same play. I mean, they put three guys in the league last year off that team off for wide receivers. Right. So I mean, that's a tough. That's hard to do. To recover, you know, they'll be fine next year, but the defense is still there. Right. Uh, no, no, it's down to two and a half at Fanduel. <laughs> First move was on Baylor. They're trying to find. Well, it opened two at Circa. It's up to three in Vegas. And Fanduel's doing the thing. They're getting off the key number early, which I totally love. It's just two and a half. Who's who's laying? Who's taking? What are we doing? Put it at two and a half. Test the waters. That's that's I love what they're doing. Guys, I'm telling you, I love what you're doing in the room. Put me on the payroll. Consult. Uh, and then finally, who's going to be number four? Can USC get there, do you think, with one loss? I've been asking this question all morning. I've been texting guys I know and respect in the college football world, trying to find a path for them to get in. That was my question. Who's four? All I want to know right now is who's four. Because Georgia's in. You said win or lose, right? Um, I think Ohio State and Michigan are both in. You see the line for that game now? Went open sevens down to six. Ohio State, Michigan. We get a close game, they're both in. Who's four? That's the question. TCU runs the table, it's them. If it's not them, it's probably Tennessee. If Tennessee wins out, they're 22 at South Carolina this week. What if Michigan kills Ohio State? Oh, then we get a debate. They send Ohio State to the Rose Bowl, not the playoff. Possible? Keep talking. I'll be right back. I got to go okay. check something. Get okay. the ISO shot. I, I'll be right back. I You tell the w- people. He, 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 here's the thing with USC, for me at least, with the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12's out. And people... Whenever I say the Pac-12 is dead, UCLA's loss over the weekend, people are like, this is not true. USC is still alive. I don't know if USC is still alive. I, I think that there's a big question mark when it comes to USC. So they're 7-1 and one overall. They're, sorry, 9-1 and one overall, 7-1 and one in the conference. USC has games left with UCLA, which has no real teeth, and Notre Dame now, which also doesn't have much of a wow factor. If they kill both UCLA and Notre Dame, they'd be 11-1. and one. And they're sitting there going to the Pac-12 championship game, taking on uh, who's going to come in number two behind them. It, it will be a rematch. It'll be with either Oregon or USC. Sorry, uh, sorry, Oregon or Utah, rather. UCLA at five and two is still technically alive. Washington's playing really well. That win over UCLA was gigantic for them last weekend. Utah, who does Utah have left? Utah plays Oregon. Okay, so then there you go. So the winner of that game will face off against USC. And then I don't know if USC beats either one of those teams, either Oregon or Utah. So, you know, I guess it could be a feather in their cap. Yeah, I guess they're not dead. I guess they have a shot. They're 6-0 at home. They've only played one ranked team in the AP. 0-1. 
one ranked team. So they're going to play a couple here at the end. UCLA and Notre Dame will be two teams that they'll jump into ranked teams wise. And they'll have that. So we'll do, we got Oregon, we got Utah. Yeah. So TCU, I still think, I guess, do they have to run the table? They probably have to run the table because the remaining games for them, Baylor and then Iowa State and then the championship game. So at Baylor, home for Iowa State, there'll be monster favors against Iowa State, but it would be so peak Big 12 for Iowa State to actually win that game outright and for them to beat <laughs> to beat TCU. That would be um that would be nuts if if that were if that were to go down and go that way. So um okay, so Jeff Howe's reporting. Uh thank you, Zach the Hat, for posting this that Josh McDaniels has been given assurances by ownership that he will return to coach the Raiders in 2023. There you go. According to a team source. So not only is he getting a vote of confidence, he's been told he will come back next year, which is what I said earlier. There was no way they're firing him after one year. He should be fired. He's lost the team, but from a team perspective, the team could not pull that off. The team were, they weren't capable of blowing Josh McDaniels out. And then who are they going to get to take that job afterwards? If you've got an owner with a trigger figure, you know, quick trigger to go ahead and do that. So, um, Oh, I love this. People are giving me tips on how to get tickets tomorrow. Nice. Addison says I should try. Okay. I'm not gonna give it away, but, um, no, see Addison. Yeah. I appreciate the, what he's telling me. He, he says to, he said to call, they're not taking any phone calls. It's a pre-sale. It's not an open sale. I would agree with you. If you're calling to get an open sale, I would do that. But this is a verified um, ticket sale plan that you have to use. You, you have to go to the queue. And the only way you do that is online. So you mm. can't, that, that, that trick will work when tickets go on sale for the general public. This is a pre-sale tomorrow um, that will pop in for the two shows happening in Vegas. All right, let's skip ahead. We can wrap this with better to book it. It's been kind of a, a, a wonky day. Wonky show. Uh, plus 17, Washington, under 49 and a half. Same game, teaser, minus 125 on the juice. Oh, you, you're skipping the Omaha steak searing hot take of the day quickly? You just, we just, we'll get to it tomorrow. It's fine. Okay, all right. We got it. We, that was, I couldn't wait to talk about that. We'll, we'll save that to tomorrow. Okay. Youth right. sports, getting a sports book is horrific, but we'll that to, <laughs> it's, it's not changing. So it's, it's a, we can, that can be the same. That can be the take yeah. for tomorrow. Okay. All we'll right. Copy and paste it to tomorrow. All right. Um, bet it. I don't know. I told you before. I don't know what loses. I have okay. no idea what loses. Okay. Drake minus 10 and a half against Wofford tonight in college basketball. This is all you. <laughs> this is a Drake thing. I'm out. And about all weekend, right? Yep. Literally, it's and it's so much fun. Listen, guys, if you I'm, I'm out and you see me and I don't see you, come over and introduce yourself. I got to meet Auntie. We talked for 15 minutes. It was just shared some great stuff. Please come up and, and say hello to me because I want to meet you. I'll take a picture. We'll, we'll do some tweet, whatever you want to do. But the guy says to me, what's Peralta's obsession with Drake? <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm like... Can we call him? He's like, no, no, no. I don't want to talk to him. And I'm like, this is great. What do you mean? I'm like, he was on him last year. People were making fun of Drake being a square side and a this and a that. All they did was keep, they kept covering. I said, he, he's on him. I don't know what to tell you. It was funny. 
How, is this enough? Lines it, 12 now. Huh. Bet it. <laughs> so Wofford just know. lost to high point as two and a half point favorites. They lost by nine at home to high point. All right. Put me on the list of things <laughs> I'd never heard. thought I would hear today. <laughs> Giving me. <laughs> how do you lose? How do you lose the high point? 91, two and a half point favorites at home. Or so on the road, rather. They lost by nine. They beat Bob Jones 120 to 48 in their first game. <laughs> the Terriers go. Stonehill, by the way. TJ keeps telling me He's about right. Stonehill. American East Conference. He's right. Hammer it whenever they play. Uh, they play today? I don't think they play today. He said Stonehill's I, at Providence tomorrow. Yep, 100%. Nail it. Providence. Hammer it. It'll be on, it'll be on better to book it. Uh, but also, IUPUI plays against Chicago State today. Who, that is how do you, how do you make a line for that? They both bad bad. They suck suck. They, they both what are so, in the hell was the line for that game? Uh, I only look at the total. The total was one thirty and a half, and I was Louis like, how Louis. the seven? Yeah. Chicago State minus they seven. Suck. Chicago State's as bad as they are. The total is one twenty eight and a half. You got to take down. the dog. Damn, was one thirty and a half last night. So now it's down. Of course. Is it, it's a hundred percent of an under bet. It's like I told everyone on just the picks. If you want more, go ahead and jump on the under of that how, game. <laughs> how in the hell is Chicago State? I know Ooey Pooey's bad, but you got to take them plus the points. No, no, under it. Just bet the under. Just forget it. Don't don't even, just bet it. Don't even watch it. That's a that's like a fifty to fifty five type basketball game. That is a horrible game. Nothing fun to watch in that. Give me the puntos in that one, though. <laughs> Warriors and the Spurs under 234 and a half tonight. I can't believe you don't have the Warriors. I even the, the Warriors had in the rotation. For you guys that bet total hat changes four and a half over, you hope you cashed. Um, under? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? This is not an under. Why not? Have you, you seen the, the Warriors, Warriors at home? Have you seen the Warriors at home and what they've done recently? I didn't see nothing for three days. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see one basketball. Nothing. So the Warriors are 0-7 on the road this year. Yes. They, lost, they played last night. They lost last night. Okay. Who did the lose Warriors have gone under three of their last four games. Mm. And the Warriors, when they win recently, last two games they won at home, Sacramento and Cleveland, both games went way under. They're winning with defense at home. And the Spurs are an under team. Why is the total 234 and a half? That's high. Spurs have gone four of the last five games have gone under for the Spurs. 219 under, 234 and a half under, 235 and a half under, 225 and a half under. Only game that went over was Memphis, 124, 122 with a total of 234. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable with this one. I'll book this one. All right. And finally, Islanders on the road at Ottawa tonight, minus 115 is what I played last night. The Ooh. Isles. Really? 10 and 6 on the year. Struggle bus going for the Senators at the moment. Well, it's minus 126 now. Okay. Most places. Uh, we'll book it. I didn't even look. This is the first time I actually opened a hockey page all day today. Four only, games today. Only four games. It's an early start. It's 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. Something going on in Ottawa. I lean under in this game. 
Yes. But, yes. Um, I like under a lot. But it's last night, I did not have the goalies, and the goalies matter. Right. Let me see who's starting here, if it's confirmed or not. Um, likely it's Talbot. Sorokin's unconfirmed still. So I needed, I got to know if Sorokin's playing in net for me to bet the under. I like the Islanders anyway, but if Sorokin's in net, I do like the under. Right. In this game. Talbot, it's kind of weird. So Talbot's goals against is 2.35, right? Which is way, it's just way better than Forsberg, which is 3.60. But if you go down deeper into Talbot's numbers at home, he got, he gave up five goals to Vegas. He gave up six goals to Vancouver. So it's like, okay, yeah, your goals against is 2.35, <laughs> but it's really skewed because on the road against Philly, they won four to one. He gave up one and at home against Philly, he lost two to one. So you've got two games that skew that at home with Vancouver and Vegas coming in. You give up 11 goals in two games. So if it is Talbot, that scares me for the over for the under. Cause the Islanders actually have been scoring this year. Recently, 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 but they're still scoring. Yeah, bookish one. I, I, that just, they're four and three on the road. Okay. They've scored on the road. They beat the Rangers four to three on the road. They lost to lost to Detroit three nothing. Just beat Columbus four to three. I mean, football guy ninety seven just came in the chat and said his daughter wants us to start talking about women's NCAA hoops. She feels left out. Yeah, well, when, when, Listen, when, when football I mean, guy 97, you got to put it in the chat with which games you're even looking at and what the lines are because I don't see anything on it ever until ever. we get to the tournament. Ever. WNBA has got a better shot of making the making the rundown than WNBA was actually very compelling the end of this season. Yes, it was. Playoffs. Favorite thing about today is what? We still did the show. We had <laughs> everything. <laughs> the text between 9 and 9.30 made the no a small favorite whether we were actually going to have a show today at all and somehow between farah on the move the brigade showing up being here i got a sick kid at home hanging out the wind's blowing there's all kind of stuff happening and we did the show we got the show done so favorite thing about today at least right now is that we got the show done and then later, there may be another meeting, another heads up, another who knows what. Some people want to get together, talk about some things. There's a lot of things to talk about, as you know. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. My favorite thing about today, and this is actually, um, I don't know how I want to word this exactly, because I'm not I, I'm not saying this because it is a I, I don't want to come off like I'm bragging about what you and I do, but it's going to sound that to some people, but I just want it. It's important. Yesterday, I got three messages from people who listen to this show who are either personally in trouble or their friends are in trouble. Range of topics. One person, one guy is asking me, he's going through a really rough divorce asking me about he's got a job offered he's got to go and move to for his career it broke my heart having that he wants to move away from his daughter he doesn't know how to do it but he has to do it because his ex-wife is he's got a big problem with his ex-wife and he got laid off 
and he has to go. And he's like, I don't know what I do. He's moving to Denver. He's moving far from his kid because he's trying to elevate his life to make a better life for his kid. And then to go back and get his kid. That's his plans to go back and try to get custody of his kid and take his kid to Denver. Another guy who is really close friend is addicted to gambling and having a really hard time. Can't stop asking me how to, how to fix it, how to, how to do these things. How, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a trained person. I'm not somebody, but it makes me like the fact that you guys trust us with this stuff is like, I want you to know how incredibly serious and how special it is. Mm -hmm. I got a call at three o'clock. One of our guys got laid off. He feels like he's getting wronged. He's calling me today at five o'clock. He's really mad. He wants me to go on the air and start talking about it. I said, look, man, I got to talk to you. I don't know what's going on with you. I'll, I'll be, he said, he literally said, the person said, I need you to be my Dave Sherapan to me. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> that's a really heavy thing to lay upon me. Mm -hmm. I take it seriously. I will listen to you guys. I'll do whatever I can do to help you guys out and to be a part of whatever solution that you're going to come to that hopefully I can help guide you too. But I just want you guys in the brigade to know that like when you do reach out to us, I will try. Dave tries like we will yeah. try to do everything we can mm -hmm. to counsel, give help. You know, if I don't get back to you right away, let me just understand like what's going on. Life comes in, you know, things get hectic and crazy, but it's, I've never been a part of anything like this. And I really am thankful for that. And I wanted you guys to know that my favorite thing about today is just what happened over the weekend. And not that I, I don't like that you guys are going through pain. I don't like that you guys are struggling and want that to be perfectly clear that I'm not saying this to like pat ourselves on the back and be like, look at what we're doing. But I've always wanted to build a community. It's been something that's been super passionate of mine to get like-minded people to find their way through the internet in this disjointed fucked up thing that we all live through the pandemic and how we all came out of it. And we're just expected to go back to our lives. Like nothing changed. And it's all normal. No, it's not. The economy is different. The, the, the way our kids go to school are different. You know, everything's different. Everything's totally changing. The world is changing rapidly and no one is stopping to ask anybody, are you cool with this? It's just happening. And so people are left kind of going, you know, I, I don't know where to turn to. I, I feel alone. I, I feel lost. I feel trapped. Like I, I don't know what to do. And like, if I can give you five minutes of my time to help to listen for a second, hundred percent worth it. So, Oh, you, you, you put a tweet out about Twitter being done. That was a joke, but yeah, <laughs> I know. But like the way things are right now, it's a joke, but it's not. It's 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 a statement, and and we've I mean, made people are setting up. I mean, Jeff Passan set up a. He went and tweeted a, a separate account at some other some Mastodon thing. Never heard of it, but he's like, hey, if this place really does go down fast, here's where I'm going to report my stuff. I'll be on Mastodon. Here's my here's my. I was like, what the? F yeah, I, know. I mean, I guess it could technically go that quickly. But we've been able to make so many connections via Twitter. We still continue to do it. And again, when you guys tweeted us at Sports Talk Matter, at Sports BK and Sig, I mean. We try to respond. We, we, you guys done a great job of liking the show and like following the show Twitter account, responding to the clips. God, I mean, you guys are providing clips. It's been unbelievable the amount of response and forget about buying the meat and sending the meat to people that are for holidays and stuff like 
the shit's real. And I, I mean, the stuff and the stories that I heard over the weekend, I cannot even begin to tell you. And it was, and people keep telling me, I love your feed. I'm walking through the circuit yesterday. Guy says, hey, man, I follow you on Twitter. I love the sweatsuit, and I love your Twitter feed. <laughs> Another guy pulled me aside and said, listen, keep posting those clips of you and Matt. Keep posting the shows because it sounds like you guys are having a good time every day. He said, we pretty much are. <laughs> you know, And he's like, keep posting it because two people divulged to me in the past two months. Two different people said, man, I've been in – bad place off and on this this season since September. And somehow right when I'm really not feeling good, picture you comes up or something comes up. You write these funny quotes or take a video or something. It puts a smile on my face. And I said, man, so I don't take it lightly. You don't take it lightly. November is a tough month. Lately. November is a tough month. Just so you guys know, this is we we joke around about it. Like September, guys go flush. October, they give it back. November, they get into the hole. And I'm starting. I you've seen it way for many, many, many more years than me. But I but but now I've been in this long enough now, and I and I start to understand. And I look at the, like when do these types of stories or text messages or tweets and DMs come. November feels like the month that people start to realize that they get in trouble. Well, I mean, it's a hard time just in general in life, not even in the gambling for the holidays. Like a lot of strange, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy Keith, it, you know, his mom, his mother-in-law passed away. This is their first holidays without her. And, and his wife's having a rough time. Um, another guy, Chris Mack, who was on the show, the, the guy from Pittsburgh, his son is going through a transplant or some other thing this past week. Like, and it's oh, going to wow. be their holidays may be a little bit different, maybe right. not, but he's living that life. And then the kid that's my producer at the MLB network, I mean, he's 25 years old, buried his sister today. Today, she got sick over the weekend, last weekend, and passed away. And that it's chair just, on Thanksgiving is going to be empty. That's what I mean. And, yeah. and, and she had cerebral palsy. Their, his parents took care of her her whole life. She got nasally and passed away. And, and she's talking to him over the weekend. And he's like, hey, man, I'll listen to the show. Thanks yeah. for mentioning it. You know, people tweeted at him. Hey, I hope everything goes okay. Right. Just knowing that someone else is out there. And the social media has been great for that. You could put out a tweet and somebody responds. <laughs> like, no matter what time. Yeah. We got people in Australia following us and listening. It's incredible, man. No, I, I, I mean, look, this is for me. I, I've, I've been bracing for the holidays because I don't know what this is going to be like. This is I mean, your first run through. My, it's my first run through, and oh. that's why I'm leaving. I'm going home. Both. I'm going. To, I'm going home for Thanksgiving, and I'm going home for Christmas. I'm just. I'm tucking tail in and running. Now I'm bringing Madeline with me over Christmas, which is good. So she'll right. be with me. But right. It. She, I, I won't be with her over Thanksgiving. And, you know, th there are situations that are going to happen over that that I am not exactly in love with, but I can't control it. And I have to just kind of sit there and deal with it right. and go, okay, like, uh, this is my life now. And, and like, this is about, um, I was talking to myself a lot over the weekend about this, like about the fact that, you know, 
rebuilding after divorce, oftentimes the fire, the hell, the war that was on the, on the other side, when it's done, you're left with yourself. You've got to look and go, okay, I'm 45 years old. What do I want to do for the next 40, 50 years of my life? And like that fired me up over the weekend. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not going to, yeah, a divorce is a defeat of a divorce is something that I chose to rid myself of because at 40 years old, I read David Goggins book to go back to Rob's thing. We're talking about the beginning of the show. I decided I had to make big changes in my life. And the last big change in my life was that I was in a situation I didn't want to be in anymore. And it was, it wasn't violence. There wasn't anything going on that like caused me to get to that point. It was just, I'm not happy. And I'm 45 years old. And do I want to be here for the next 10 years when I'm not happy? And now it's about the opportunities that I have to what do, what do I want to construct for my life? And I moved all over the country a lot of times. And whenever I moved to new places, it was about rebuilding a life. And it clicked mm. into my head that like, that's where I am now. <laughs> like I'm having to like, literally, I know everybody, I know you, I know fair. I know people, I have friends here. I have a life. I have a, I have a job. Like there's things that we do that I live here now. So it's not like I'm totally coming in cold, but in a lot of ways that like when I don't have Maddie, a lot of things are like, I feel like I got to rebuild that type of routine and lifestyle mm -hmm. that I, that I have when I go to a new place. And so like I have experience, I was prepped for this when I moved all over the country. So it's just, I, I really felt, you know, I, I do think we both understand the responsibility that we have when people are reaching out to us, but um, know that, you know, our doors are open. We'll try in any way we can, but I also oh, want to say yeah. that like, we're not trained professionals. So like, I, I'm going to direct you to like the person who has a gambling addiction. I'm going to direct you to someone who is a gambling addiction specialist. Like I can tell you what I think is the right way to consult the person, but I can't like, I'm not giving you legitimate medical advice as to how to handle someone with an addiction. Right. But we hear you is the bottom line. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. Slightly late, slightly late. Tay Tay. If I have Taylor, if I get Taylor Swift concert tickets tomorrow, I'm going to be the best mood ever. So Ooh, that, would be, that, that would be my best thing about today. Talk to you tomorrow, Brigade. Thank you so much. <laughs>